0: Welcome to Experience the People. On this episode of Experience the People, I sit down with a man who displays the meaning of redemption. His road of life has had plenty of twists and turns up to this point and he's a better man because of it. He's a dedicated husband and father with an abundance of wisdom. Please welcome my friend, Fred Matthews. Fred Matthews. Welcome to experience the people, man. What's going on?
1: Not too much, brother. How you doing?
0: Doing well, doing well. Glad to have you on finally. Thank We've you. been talking about this for
1: so long. Yes sir. Yes sir. So long. Yes sir, yes sir.
0: Dude, I'm uh What's it been, about a year we've been trying to get you on the show now?
1: I would say so. How long's... Uh,
0: it's been... Yeah, about a year. It's been... Yeah, it's been 10 months since Keisha's show, right? Yeah. Nine or 10 months since Keisha's show, so... Yeah,
1: it's easily a year. Foo That time get by you, don't know, it, bro?
0: You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. That
1: time get by you, I bro.
0: know. Uh, it's, I knew it was coming up on, like, the one-year anniversary of me launching Experience the People. Right. So, uh... I I guess it has been about a year I've been trying to get you on this show. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm so glad to finally have you on, man. Yeah, man. Well, look, um, we were talking earlier about uh, your job Your job working on these roadways, man. Right, right, right. That's a wild job. So you are injecting at high pressure this epoxy stuff, and it will foam up and build back up the foundation underneath the road? Yes, sir. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, sir. And... Out of all 50 states, how many did you go to? Because you were talking about flying over to Nevada, you went over to Michigan, so, little special projects, like I've all probably
1: in all. been to uh, probably 25 of the 50, maybe half. I would have to say about half.
0: Have you laid it out? You never laid it out before, like just like, like pinpointed had, on a map or something. So I had
1: this book, I was writing down every city that I hit and every like, you know what I'm saying? As really? Started, you were keeping track of it like man, that? And I lost count, bro, because I was in so many states. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't hit yeah. every state on the east coast. Every state on the east coast, all the way over to uh Iowa. Wow. Um, and then like Nevada, Texas.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You went down yeah. and over, over or some more? Yeah,
1: Michigan. Did you get Cali? Did you get Oregon? Haven't, did you get. I haven't did get, didn't get Cali, didn't get okay. Oregon. Okay. Um, all the way up, like I said, all the way up to the Canadian border in, in Michigan, bro. That's wild. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's insane. So, so even Kentucky and stuff like yeah, that? All over Kentucky.
1: Really? We did 65 in Kentucky, which goes through Louisville, um, Barstown, or whatever like that. It was like a 25 mile. Uh, project that we worked on up there. Wow! In the winter time, ten degrees. <sighs> yes. Sir. Did you see any Akisha's family while you were up there? Uh, no, not not at that time. I didn't. No, at that
0: time, not, not, at that, that time? not at that time. I was just curious because yeah. I knew she was from Louisville. Yeah, yeah, but we've I remember been up that there. from the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been. Well, she's from Lexington, but we Lexington. Up there, I'm yeah. sorry, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Dang, yeah. dang
2: it,
0: man.
1: Yeah, we've been up there a few times. we gonna have to
0: edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I feel like an idiot now. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm teasing. She wouldn't care. Nah, she cool with
1: that. She cool. Yeah, man. No, but
0: that's wild, dude. You're all over the place. And how much training did it take for you to get that type of position where you're man. You're actually because you're actually the one shooting it in there, right? right you're the right, dude right. down in yeah. the hole.
1: So you start really from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I basically started as a dude with the shovel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Scooping up the little leftovers or whatever from the other dudes, and then uh, I got with a supervisor that was like, um, he was one of those like really hands-on type of dudes. Like he wanted to see you do it, and uh, he just put me in a chair one day. It was like, man, this is how you do it. Started training me on it, you know? Yeah. And um, I was just got comfortable with it, you know. And you just learn how to shoot. Like you had to shoot in clicks, like in uh, seconds, because you have to put so mm. many pounds per hole. The engineers only want so many pounds per hole. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. so it, it's 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 uh calculated, you know. Uh,
0: so you're like counting ticks in your yeah, head. Yeah,
1: and you got a machine in your truck that you can hear. If you you know, once you get seasoned, mm. you can start listening, you start hearing stuff.
0: You like feel it. Yeah, you
1: can feel it like, in the gun, it's pumping or whatever yeah, like that. So yeah, yeah. you know, if they tell you, hey, we need 10 pounds in this hole, yeah. you know, you know that's you know, 120 clicks or whatever. So that's bop, 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 you know what I mean? And okay. without having to really count, you already get to that 120 place yeah. and you'll know, like, I stopped right there. Yeah. And then we had these uh, lasers that actually sat on the ground. And any movement from the ground, the laser would trigger. And it would let us know that it's going up. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. Some so of these,
0: you can, like, so you know when to stop? Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, because you got to get it right to grade. It can't go over. You don't want it to go over. You can't, you can't do anything about it if it goes over. You know Ooh, I mean? so
0: over is worse than under. That's terrible. Oh, worst case. <laughs> that is a- terrible. How
1: many did you have go over? It be hap- honest. It happens. It happens. So what happens is So what happens <laughs> really is when it goes over, you just mill it off. You know? <sighs> Oof. It's like, just a lot of extra it's work. It's a lot of extra work. That's all. But you definitely want to get it to grade though. You want to get it to where it needs to be. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's drivable. They call it being drivable. Because some of these bridges that we go across they're 10 inches, or I won't say 10 inches, I'll say four or five inches below what they need to be. Really? Right. So when you go across that bridge and you get that bloop bloop, right at the, like, yeah. they call it the abutment, and then at the uh, at the departure, yeah, you hit that bloop bloop, and your yeah. car drops a little bit, that bridge needs to be lifted up. It's supposed to just go.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. So, oh, man. You're dropping some truth bombs on me. I didn't know about all this. How mu- how long did you work at this place? Man, like almost five
1: years. Wow,
0: that's an awesome job, dude. That it's sounds cool. A
1: great job, It was a great job, bro. It was it was awesome, bro. I learned so much about just like maintaining the roads. You know what I'm saying? Fixing, yeah, like, preventing the 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 road wash out before it happens. You know, yeah. Like the, you know what I mean? Like, cause when that happens, it's bad. You know what I mean? And
0: you worked all over the place. It oh, didn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mississippi has some of the worst roads. Mississippi, yeah, they had some of the worst roads.
0: You bro. said you had some family from Mississippi. Yes,
1: I do. Yeah, All over. did you yeah. see them while you were in Mississippi? I didn't. While you were working, <laughs> I did. Dang man, come on. See, man. so that side of my family, I'm kind of distant from. I got, you, I got you. I got you. Because no, like, I know how that. Yeah, is. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I don't really know them like that. Yeah. You know, once my grandparent my grandfather died, I, you know, I don't really know nobody over there like that. So.
0: Yeah. No, I got plenty of out of state family I haven't. I don't see him at all, dude. Yeah, exactly. Don't see him at all. Yeah. Don't talk to him. nothing. You yeah. know, it is what... It, I got family in the state I don't talk to. What are <laughs> you talking about? Right, right. Come on. Yep. You know, that's real. Yep. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's such a cool job, man. I find it so interesting because we were looking at all that furniture in there that I yeah. covered with epoxy and you were like, wait a second. Yeah. Like resin? And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, man. And yeah the, resin. Man. I did and know. that's what you were using yeah. to pump up yeah. these roads. Like that mixed with what else now? So
1: there's there's resin. Mhm um and then there's what they call iso, which is uh it's like a darker fluid, it looks like syrup, really, it's really, really thick, you know what I'm saying, yeah, um, and they got different mixtures of it, or okay, whatever like that but when it when it hits that resin at that heat and that pressure it it's it's like foam,
0: how much pressure are we talking
1: like like at least fifteen hundred p c i yeah like pressure pressure, whoa. like some pressure, whoa. Yeah, And like,
0: you're holding this thing like a fire hose? Like, no, like no, paint the picture for me. Right, it's so, a drilled hole. You guys have already drilled a hole, and you've got a tube inserted. Yeah,
1: yeah. so I'm going to give you the whole thing. So let's just say this is the road, right? Yeah. You're going to go down three feet. Yeah. All right? At three feet, you probably won't need any tubing. So you may have to go down six feet because maybe, maybe the soil is weak at eight feet.
2: Mm. So at
1: eight feet, you want to drop an eight-feet tube. But to get eight feet down, you got to drill 10 feet basically right right? so you drill 10 feet you drop an eight foot tube down you got this gun that's connected to a long like 100 foot hose that's connected to this machine in in the truck yeah like a pump right and uh exactly and then so at the end it's just like a regular gun with a trigger it's got it's got a little nozzle on it that fits into the tube and it's got a safety when you pull that safety you better be ready though you know what I'm saying? Cause it's gonna. You feel push, it, yeah, oh, man. You feel that push. 1500. You have to hold your foot down on the gun when you're shooting. You sitting in a chair like this, yeah, and you got it to the side like that, and you have to hold your foot down, put your weight on it, and just let it go, and you feel that thing.
0: And how long are you holding that position, like shooting like a dag on machine so you have to gun, gun type in, you situation? You have to shoot
1: it in seconds, right? Depending on where you are.
0: Oh, because you can't overheat the pump and stuff like that. Well,
1: you don't want to shoot so much material down there to where it it, it, when it starts to cure, it overlifts. Mm. You want to be gradual. So Uh, it's Uh, a 10-second shot. That's what you were talking about. You only want to bring it up a grade. You You don't want want to go above it. 10 seconds, and then you want to read your meter. You know, 10 Uh, seconds, you want to look at your dial. And and the lasers and all that stuff. You want to make sure everything is, you know, even and even. And then you just keep on shooting and shooting and shooting. And so...
0: It goes down in this tube, and that tube has, what, like little holes in it or something where so, it can leak out so or come the, out?
1: At the end of that tube, I, I should have said this at the beginning, but there's a tip on the end of that tube mm-hmm. that goes into the ground. And we have like a skinny rod or whatever. They call it a, uh, like a punch rod. It knocks that tip off at the bottom. It's an mm. eight-foot tube, but you went down 10 feet, right?
0: Right. So you're pumping all that stuff. Yeah. So once so it goes through come that tube,
1: up. and it's going gonna, it's gonna to rise up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Fill up
0: all of that stuff. It's so interesting. Just, so just
1: think about it like this Falcons if,
0: rise up, brother. If
1: I was to start shooting, like in that corner over there, yeah, and I just kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting, it would fill this whole space up within like minutes. And it would just become a big old ball of foam in this space right here within minutes. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's wild. You can actually. a lot of pressure. I feel like you could get really hurt doing that. Oh, bro, man, it is dangerous. <laughs> That's what it I'm is thinking. Dangerous. Fifteen hundred psi of epoxy. Yeah. So that part, plus <laughs> being on the highway at three in the morning
0: we... on a collapsing highway, like you're working on on bad highways as yeah, it is. But
1: the, but the traffic is still flowing. There's still semis coming by at three in the morning, and it's ten degrees outside. And it's Manhattan traffic. Or it's Highway 65 Louisville traffic. Or it's Philadelphia's traffic. Like, it's hot. You're stressing, traffic, bro. You're stressing me out just telling me about it, All dude. I-75 Detroit, downtown Detroit traffic, bro. You're stressing
0: me out just telling me
1: about it, dude. All right, so I'm going to tell you a story, right? So listen, we're up on, uh, we're doing a project on 75 in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So this particular day, we had gotten off kind of early. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was going back to the hotel, get something to eat, do laundry, work out, whatever you do. I go back, I turn the news on. There were a crew of people ahead of us. They were doing a different project on that same strip of road. They got off after us. After us, right? We saw the the uh, the, the helicopters flying over the hotel. Didn't know what was going on. I turned the news on. Somebody came into the closure, smashed into those dudes. Yeah no, yeah. the crew ahead of you. Yeah, it threw this dude into the truck like 30 feet, broke ribs, everything. Yeah. Oh my God. We had just left that scene. We had just left. We got off early, because people drive like they don't see you, you know what I'm saying? You out there with you know, vests on, uh-uh. hard hats, all this equipment.
0: Flashing lights everywhere, right? You got strobe lights like the whole nine yards, <sighs> cones. You name it. Dude, no way. Man. No way. So They're it's doing, dangerous. So when I drive to work now, I'm driving to work at like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. They're doing construction out here on this little highway right here, yeah. right? Yep, yep, yep. I'm going 30 miles an hour. Tops. Yeah,
1: man. You don't want to hit nobody, tops. bro. You don't want to hit nobody. Tops. You don't want to do that. I'm
0: not, like, I am so careful. It, and it freaks me out. I'm already paranoid because there's, like, strobe lights and everything going off. Like, they Happens. make it as.
1: Happens so much, though. I know that's Happens scary, dude. Yep. But it, it,
0: you know, what's crazy to me is some of the workers just seem so nonchalant about it too. You, you kind of like
1: don't think about it because you got a job to do. You know, it's like I, I this is how I feed my family. I cannot not do my job. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You, you just you just kind of learn to just deal with it. You know.
0: So as a guy who used to do that, how fast do you go by road? Oh cruise. man, how down, fast you?
1: I slow down to like twenty. 20 yeah. really okay oh, yeah. i wanted to know i wanted yeah, to know yeah, whether respectable I, okay I, I mean you know i just just at a respectable speed to where i know i can control my vehicle and absolutely no you know, crazy can happen or whatever like that yeah you know
0: yeah, cause that would be a terrible situation. Yeah, bro. That's... So you spent a lot of, did you spend a lot of time like walking or or like walk, wh- being out like on foot around these roads? or Were you underneath them a lot? What was the deal? Uh,
1: so you have to go underneath the bridges whenever you're shooting under the bridges at the uh, embankments and the departures because the foam will leak out. You can't leave yeah. it under there. Plus, you need that. You know. Observe what's going on under the bridge. Oh,
0: the, it was the uh, it was the drain stuff that you were telling me about, so, yeah, right?
1: Now, yeah, the drain stuff I did in uh, Detroit. Now that's a different project.
0: That's underground. That's right? That's
1: underground. Yeah, that's going. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like you're underground. Yeah, yeah, you're. And in then, the, then you're. Yeah,
1: storm drains and 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 so so the project I did in Nevada that doesn't sound good. Yeah, it was it was bad. So the project I did in Nevada, I was telling you about, right? Man, it was a resident drain, bro it ended up being a sewer drain. Worst thing I ever did. A residential sewer drain? Oh, man, bro, they wanted me to isolate they wanted me to insulate it or whatever, right? Mhm. So, I had never done a uh, residential drain before. I've only done storm drains along the highway, which are, you know, they're filled up with trash and stuff, but they got trucks to come out there and pump that stuff. Right. A residential drain, sewer drain. It, You you know it's in there right?
0: Yeah, I mean it's everything.
1: Man, it's the top of the morning and we out here on this project, bro. I'm I'm draped up in everything that I gotta wear. They let me down. They had to let you down on the pulley system. You had to wear like a you know. Sure. And um, so I'm down there, and then like it's flowing, and then you just see tissue, and you see poop, and you see tampons, and you see everything. And I was just like, oh And man. you're walking in it. Oh I'm not walking in it. I'm I'm standing like uh they had like these two little basins on the side where you could rest your feet. Okay. Thankfully.
0: Yeah.
1: I I didn't know that so was So you gonna...
0: like shimmy i th- I'm you shimmying, like...
1: yeah. Cause I have to drill like in this space around me. It's like a four foot, five foot diameter, right? I mean radius or whatever. Um and I have to drill into these, you know, holes, into these joints to figure out where the loose joints are to to be able to put the material into the wall to chase the water that's already out and prevent wa- more water from going in. And I have to do all this without stepping in the poop and the flow and pee and the whatever.
0: Bro, and how it, did you get turned on to this job, period? Man. Like who, not who, I don't really care who. Like, what made you think, I'm going to go out there and fix roads?
1: Like, you know so much about this. Like, what asked. made you... Glad you asked that. So, I just came home, right? And uh bills needed to get paid. Sure. And um shout out to my homeboy, Jermaine, man. My homeboy, Jermaine, owns a painting company. Okay. J.G. Painting. And uh he gave me a job. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I know why he gave me that job, you know what I mean? He gave me that job because he knew I needed a job. That's my dog, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He yeah. didn't want to see me hurting. He just but knew you needed one. Needed, oh, I just, shoot, he, I
0: turned the light off. And uh, Yeah, you
1: can keep talking, boy. And so <clears> yeah. he gave me a job painting, but then, the, you know, it got slow. You know what I'm saying? He told, yeah. me, and he told me straight. He was like, bro, it's kind of slow. I don't really have a lot, you know, going on. So I knew I needed to get another job, you know what I'm saying? So I went up to Labor Finders up on Bullsboro, mm-hmm. right? We were standing in Columbia Garden at the time. Columbia Woods, I mean, at the time. And uh, the dude up there, name was Byron. Shout out to Byron. I forget his last name. That dude was awesome, though. I went up there, and I told that dude my story. I told him straight up, like, bro, I just got out. I need a job, man. Yeah. Like, today. <sighs> like, All right, so he sent me over to Continental out in Hoganville. That was... The tire place? Yeah, bro, but it's the yarn factory, though, right? What? Yeah. So, look, they get six months... Yarn? Yeah, it's yarn. It's actually the thread that goes in the tire is what they manufacture at this plant. Really? Yeah, it was a cool job. Didn't really pay a lot, and they wasn't going to hire me because of my background. Six months after I worked there, they told me that, right?
0: So you're working there as a temp, and they're like, "Hey, sorry." Yeah, there's no, there's happen.
1: no chance you're gonna have this job because your background. Uh, but you can keep working though. Uh, no, nah.
0: without getting the benefits of being a, an employee there. Right. So yeah, I, no. of
1: course, quit, and that was all in the midst of my brother, you know, finding out that he had cancer and he ended up passing away. So all that happened at the same time. Your brother? Yes, my older brother, man. My dog, man, passed away um, at thirty nine. He's 39. And years you're old.
0: what, 31?
1: I'm 39 now. No, at the time. Oh, at the time, I was, I was, um, I had just turned 32. 32. Because I had just got out and um, I had only been out 11 months. And he found out and he passed away that uh, December of 2015.
2: I'm sorry to hear about that, Man, dude. Man, that hurt me so bad. That's dog. awful.
1: Man, that hurt me so bad, dog. I ain't never got over it, still. For real. Dude, that's rough. It hurt me right after you got out. Yeah.
0: All right, so we we've been touching on it a little bit. Let's talk about that. Um, you spent some time in car- incarcerated, right? Yeah, in prison. Yep. Um, yep. twenty-one to thirty-one. right. 20. Ages twenty-one to thirty-one. Yes, sir. So I want to. One of the, there's a few reasons why I think we got attracted to each other. So, in in like just really bonded quickly one of them is drumming right, right and i wanted right. to save that for the podcast but we couldn't man we had to hit it we right. were talking about it before the podcast right, unfortunately right, right. but for some reason it seems to me like drummers seem to migrate to each other to each other you told me you play drums right yes sir. that's amazing like it, it blows me away every time because these these dudes that uh i just click with right they just turn out to be drummers
1: Chuck at work. Right. Drummer. Nice. Did not know that.
0: You wouldn't know it, right? <laughs> Drew, my brother Drew.
1: Yeah. Drummer. Didn't know that either. Right? That's crazy. You wouldn't. That's it's crazy. just
0: crazy how uh we just seemed to click, right? Right. So right. that that was one thing. Uh and another thing is uh I don't I don't know how to phrase this, but it was like um my life was totally different from those same ages. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, when you told me that the other day, like your ages uh that that you were incarcerated, I really related that related to uh just the change mm-hmm. uh that was uh it was a complete one eighty for me too, but I'm s- that was one of the reasons why I want to have you on the podcast. And also right. I just find your story so inspiring. I was telling you about that before. Like this is uh break the mold stuff. And then and then of course you mentioned that, man, man. what you. what you mentioned before the podcast again. And we'll get we'll get to that. But um just where are you from? You're from the west side of Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm from Adamsville. Adamsville.
1: Adamsville. Okay. That's his own Come on. Um the area in the section is uh MLK, right off of Boulder Park. I started in uh apartments called Brownlee, Brownlee Projects. And then from there we moved to London Town, which is they still up, but that you know it ain't what it is. <clears throat> it's not what it used to be. Yeah. And uh Christmas Circle. So if, you know, that's that's kinda like the section right there. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So you were all over the place? Oh man, my whole family are from over there. You know, it, it's nothing for me to walk outside and walk the auntie house right there, auntie <laughs> house right here, grandma house right here, grandma house right here. Really, man, my cousins on both sides is in the projects with us. You know, we in the same project. Everybody was in the same project. Everybody rode the school bus together. Yeah, if you fought if you fought one of us, you already knew what was gonna happen. We gonna smash everything. Yeah, the only the only beef we had was the other bigger families that was like around us, or, or you was just cool with our family. That was right. It. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't no it was too many of us. You know? Yeah. Everybody knew everybody, you know, so, yeah. So you were born in the projects? Were I, your parents in the projects my, when you were born, born? My parents was living in Brownlee. We, yeah. We moved out of Brownlee to London Town because somebody broke into the house and stole my pops, um, stole a pistol and stole, I think, some stereo equipment. Mm. And, and I remember walking in the house saying that they stole my cookies. they. <laughs> I was like three. I was like, I was like... Uh, you didn't
0: know. You were just, you I wanted to be pissed <laughs> off like that, right?
1: Is that what it was? You just wanted to be pissed? Man, they, they never let me live that out, right? They always tell me about that. Like, went in, I went in there it was like, oh, they stole my cookies. Yeah. I, I was about three years old, you know what I'm saying? You so, didn't know, man. Yeah, so my pop, my pops, right, he, he always worked, you know what I'm saying? He never yeah. was a street dude. He always worked. Yeah. But pops always was a hustler, too, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I later found out that, like, pops used to... I think he used to sell a little liquor, little shots and stuff on the side. and You know what I'm saying? Like, he just little side stuff, nothing major. Yeah. And so I think they just eyed him, you know, seeing that he was the one that provided for his family. You know what I'm saying? He always kept my mom in a good car, him in a good car. Right. And so they just eyed him. And so we moved to the apartments right next to the project. You feel me? But I still had to cross through there, though, because there was fam still over there. Right. You know, so.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, So you're over there all the time. All the time. That's awesome, dude. That's yep. so cool because that's kind of what we're trying to create over here is just a family environment. Yeah. Like, I know it's not the projects, but it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I just yeah, want to be yeah, close to the yeah. people that I love. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I want my kids to be able to bounce from house to house. Yeah. I mean, you're, you were yeah. seeing that. Like, right, right, we right. call it the cul sac for a reason, man. I did that. I drew it into, like, the basketball Right. cement when right, I right, right. concrete when that's I dope. did that
1: that's, dope. that's good know? though that's that village mentality that's right see that's what I'm saying like I remember that like aside from the the stuff that went on the crime or whatever mm-hmm. you know that came with being from where I was from you know of course that stuff happened but I'm saying like my memories though are when I was outside with my cousins you know we was out mm-hmm. there playing football riding bikes you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. we was, and all that good stuff you know what I mean that right. kids don't do now kids don't really do that now yeah. So the fact that y'all created over, you know, that's awesome, bro. We're
0: working on it, dude. We're working on it. Yeah. We we've got a few more houses in the culty sac We got to get occupied, though. Yeah. We we're, we're gonna we're speaking it into existence. Yeah. We you need and get Keisha get one of, yeah, one of them. To get one of them houses, Jack. Yeah, right? yeah I'm saying <laughs> for real. Hell
1: in the court, baby.
0: Come man, on. I'm telling you, man. It's we gonna happen.
1: It. We need it. We need it.
0: Yeah, I can feel it, man. I can feel it happening. Come on. Yeah. Um, but dude, so. <laughs> How did you go from? So you're living in these apartments. how How old were you when you guys moved to those apartments? Man,
1: so from Brownlee, I think we was like, I think I was three or four when we moved from there to London Town. Yeah. Um. We stayed in London Town a good while, and then we moved, and then my folks moved to Douglasville. Mm. Right. I think they moved to Douglasville around like '90. Three, ninety two or ninety three or something like that. I think I was about 10. Yeah. Or whatever like that. Yeah, when they moved out there. So yeah.
0: And what what kind of change was that?
1: Man, that was a culture shop. For real. Like in yeah. honesty, I wasn't used to being around white people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like my experience with white people where you use the police, you know, use uh we had one white motor bus driver named Snake Man that used to come through. Everybody loved Snake Man. Yeah, yeah, he was That's awesome, it. dude. If you if you was from my section in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, you know who Snake Man is. But, Straight up,
0: but dude, you, you didn't have any experience with white people, nah,
1: uh, uh-uh. uh, like, school, not personally, no, no. Adamsville Elementary was all black, all inner city, West Side, you know, poverty-stricken kids. You know what I'm saying? There was a few families in them schools. That, you know, they probably was middle class, you know what I'm saying? But mostly everybody was from the, you know, we from the gutter. Yeah. So going to Douglasville was like, you know, these folks out here got pools in the backyard. They stay on golf courses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is like, sh- All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Culture shock, right? Yeah.
1: listen, we was the only black family on the street for like a long time where we moved at. That was weird. You know, we ended up making friends, of course. But yeah. for a minute, it was just like I, you know, going outside was different. You know, when I go outside now, I don't. It ain't nobody. Grandma ain't right there no more. Right. Auntie ain't right here. You know. It's, it's, right. It's just like, what's going on? You feel know, me? So, yeah, it was weird. It was and you're ten. Yeah, it was weird. That's a strange time to change like that, yeah. too. So I did. What I did was I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house. Mm. To get away from Douglasville, mm. So, I so went, you'd come back. Oh, yeah. I essentially just went to school in Douglassville, and every chance I got to go back to the West Side, and my mama said, yeah, my daddy my daddy was still working two jobs on the West Side, basically. He had to come through there every day. So every opportunity I got to go back, I was gone.
0: Then what was the point of moving to Douglasville?
1: For my parents, it was to get us away. Mm. But I couldn't let it go. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't I wasn't at the age where I understood they vision, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And what they was trying to do. So I yeah. didn't really appreciate it. Yeah, I got you.
0: So what were you what did you find yourself keep going back to the what what did you find yourself keep going back for?
1: Cause my cousins and them, they was getting money, you know. Yeah. My older cousins at the time, yeah. you know, once again, if y'all know anybody from my section know, my cousin and them, they was doing their thing. And uh it was attractive, you know. It sure. was it was fun. I, I could just walk through there and know everybody. Like, no worries, you know. It's just like yeah. it, that was home, you know what I mean. So we do stuff like get on the Marta Bus, go to Greenbrier, or ride down to the Omni. Back then, the Omni had um they had the gold mine. Remember, it was like a little gaming spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uh, we would ride down there, you know. Play games, go to underground, you know. Right. Before they closed underground, then they reopened it, then they closed it again, then they reopened it. So that's what I loved about it. I couldn't do that in Douglasville. I couldn't get on the MARTA bus. I couldn't do nothing like that in yeah. Douglasville. You know what I mean? So it was just different. It was different. Yeah. What? You
0: were. We already broke it. I I kind of broke it, unfortunately that you were incarcerated from 21 to 31. One question that I wanted to ask you was, when do you think you committed your first crime?
1: Oh, man, I committed my first crime probably around about 10, 11. Yeah? What did you do? I, you remember it? Yeah, I was already... I don't. It. I, was I already,
0: like. Well, I, I say I don't. I kind of w-
1: do Yeah, we used to steal from the store, though. That's back what I'm then. saying. Steal candy and stuff That's like that. Saying. You know what I'm saying? That's what I stole, candy. Yeah, and then, like, you know, we would... It, and then back then... You know, going in your car was a big thing. If we find an unlocked car, you know, stealing chains, CDs, cassette tapes, and Lord forbid we find a pistol, but you know what it is. 10-11? Oh, yeah. If we find that pistol, you know what it is. You're going to hear that thing at night. We're going to ring it off, you know. At 10-11? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: (laughs) because I'm thinking it's it's blowing my mind right now because my boy's ten. Yeah, and he's not going down that path. That's awesome. And I'm thinking about (laughs) that. That's like that thought came to my mind. My boy's ten, and he's not doing that. And, look, and I was
2: like, that's awesome. And,
1: look, and that's why my pops and my moms worked so hard to get us away from that. They took yeah, it. They I'm not, I don't mean that no, no, as an I, insult. I know that. I know that. I, I don't mean that. that as an insult. I know that. I know what you mean. I'm sorry if you No, no, came no, 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 not at all. I was okay. just, just in their defense. I'm just saying, like, I know now why they did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was that was the purpose to keep yeah. keep us away from that, you know, me and my siblings, or whatever. Yeah, like my my little and brother. You weren't having it. No, nah, man, I always been rebellious, man. Not not like I'm bragging or nothing, but that was just I was that child, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, uh, my little brother, his experience was different, you know. Yeah, he's a suburban kid all the way. Right. And I used to tell him all the time, like, be proud of that, bro. Like, don't try to act like the kid from the hood. Mm. You know, just cause your fam over there, just cause your roots over there, that don't, that's not you though. Act like right the suburban kid that you are because that's what you are bro
0: right it's totally fine, right
1: it's okay it's (laughs) totally fine yeah you know i hey man i went to school in the suburbs and kicked it with the suburban kids but i still had the mentality like i was on the west side so you see what happened to me yeah (laughs) yeah you know
0: Yeah. yeah i mean yeah but at the same time like i give my parents a ton of credit because uh they were awesome. They gave me a. I, I had an awesome childhood. Yeah, I really did. I was right, super right, fortunate. Right. I didn't hurt for nothing. Right, right, Not right, one right. time did I hurt for anything. Never. But I still went down a totally wrong path. Right. They didn't like spoil me with money or nothing. Right. It's not like they were just giving me cash or nothing. I just found my own way. You know what I mean? I understand. I don't know how. I don't. It's it's funny how that how that works because like. Like I'm the same with you. I can remember committing my yeah. I was probably stealing from the store at ten eleven. I wasn't I wasn't getting into no cars by then. (laughs) But I was. I mean, I was skipping school.
1: Right, that's a crime. And 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 I was.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's a crime. I was like, I was uh, I was getting drunk i was that's i was a crime. you know what i'm saying like i was doing all of those <laughs> yeah, that's things all I, was, that's a crime. I was getting dabbling yeah i was yeah. starting to dabble by that age. that's how it starts
1: man that's how it i was starts.
0: dabbling by that age like now that i'm thinking about it i'm like when it, what was the first time i got high i think i was 10 yeah or maybe i may have been 11 i was 11 I yeah
1: because that was like the norm back then really you know yeah it really was you know yeah that's and, what i thought i that's exactly like to taste the beer back then like yeah. That was the norm. Yeah. You know, drink a beer when you folks ain't looking. <laughs> dude,
0: I remember stealing cigarettes when I was like probably fifth grade. Yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah. I was probably yeah. in fifth grade when I yeah. was like stealing cigarettes on my dad's c- cigarette pack.
1: Man, my pops worked for McKesson, right, for a yeah. distribution company. It was a liquor distribution division that he drove for. He always he always drove trucks. He got a CDL, right? The pops had, um, when we moved to Douglasville, the dude that owned the house, was he used to be a pilot, right? Mm-hmm. So he had built himself. He was in the woodwork, just like you. He did the same type really? of work. He had built the bar, right? Yeah. And he 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 burnt the map into like all the places he flown, like the the pilot's map, all across the bar, and then he put the resin on top of it to preserve Dude, it. It was dope, bro. That's I would, I, gnarly. I hope I can find some pictures one day. That guy got some money. Yeah, he had some bread. <laughs> I think you know he probably passed away by now. But so they ended up getting that house, right? So pops filled that bar up with all alcohol. Pops was known for having them live parties, bro. Even yeah. even back in the hood, Pops always had the live parties because he had the like the DJ set, the big speakers, and everything. Yeah, always had the drink on deck. Frequently, I mean? every time, all the time. I grew up in really the, my grandma's house was the liquor house. <laughs> for real, like I, that's my earliest memories of of, of grown ups getting together was with drinks and and you know they call yeah. it they call it reefer back then and they you know yeah all, and so. Uh, but so Pops had the bar filled up, man. And so once I became of age, man, I was drinking. You know, I was taking little shots here and there. And then I would sneak bottles. Me and my homeboys would, you know, yeah. do our thing, man. By the time I was 21, I didn't even really want to drink no more. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's why I, I, like, that's not why I quit. I mean, I got I got popped for for a few felonies myself when I was that age, yeah. like 19, I right, think. Right. I think I was 19 or 20 whenever I got popped, but... Like I had to clean up, you yeah, know, yeah. it's just, uh, it's weird how I got to spend my, I wonder if it's like, I got arrested, like I said, 1920 and I got, I got five years felony probation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was popped with three felonies. You got
1: popped with what? And I ended up having 13 felonies initially, right? Mm-hmm. But part of the plea bargain that me and my homies took was, you uh, plead guilty to two of the major felonies, which was armed robbery, aggravated assault, Mm -hmm. or you go to trial on all thirteen. So the thirteen felonies were two armed robberies, multiple aggravated assaults, possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime. Um, just just listen, like and all you gotta do
0: is plea out.
1: I had to plea out to the 10, right? Or go to trial and face 100 years, you know what I'm saying? Or I, we could have went to trial and we could have testified and wrote statements and did all that, but none of us was going to do that. We wasn't about to do that. And they knew we weren't going to do that. We Yeah, sat, public we,
0: defenders. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we sat, in the, we sat in the county jail 14 months without talking, without writing statements, so you already know we ain't going to do none of that. No. So when they came with the plea, we took it.
0: So you so you wound up pleading for two?
1: Yep, on Robert assault. So. That's a mandatory 10 years in uh in, in the Georgia law. Mandatory 10. So you knew what you were pleading to? I already knew what I was doing. I just knew that I didn't want to go to trial. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you didn't want to leave it yeah, to go because they played longer? With
1: yeah, they played with me now. They played with me the whole 14 months I was in the county. They kept sure. coming back saying, like, okay, we'll give you a 30 do 20. I was like, nah, you want me to do 30, wait, you want me to do 20 years in prison and then have 10 more on paper? Nah, nope, not going to do that. Then it was like, okay, we'll do a 20, do 15. You know, they just kept playing with us back and forth, back and forth. What they was trying to get us to do, they was trying to break us, really, you know.
0: And they were just baiting you for those 14 months?
1: They was just the whole time. You
0: stayed in jail. You you couldn't get bailed out?
1: None of us had a bond. They denied us bond, told us we was menaces to society. We was too dangerous to be back on the street, basically is what they were saying
0: stop it you weren't even award like you didn't even have the chance at it
1: never had a chance to get a bond not one time denied two times or maybe three right um can so we
0: call out the county
1: Cobb Cobb County yeah they tough bro you know but see this is the thing though we knew we was guilty we knew what we was doing right we just didn't want to go to trial sure and we didn't want to get no whole lot of time.
0: And you didn't have to say a word. All you had to do was something. Man, we wasn't finna say nothing. We but fin- you didn't have to, right? They were going to give you these... You, you plead to, you plead guilty to these two.
1: Yeah, well... The thing, you just
0: say, I'm guilty.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the talking is always an option.
0: Right. The snitching... Always is Always an the, option. The snitching is always an option. It's always an option, right? It's always an option, right? That's,
1: always an option, That's right? what I try to... But, see... I was
0: talking to somebody about that the right, other day. It's, That's always, it's
1: always on the table. And that's not the same thing as taking a plea deal. People get that misconstrued. Right. The plea deal is you, you saying you can plea out. Yeah. I'm pleading yeah. out of
0: these charges. Yeah. I'll I'll plead I'll plead guilty to these. Yeah.
1: Because you're saying, hey man, I, I I'm guilty. Yeah. I I'll take those charges. Yes. I don't want those. Yes. I'll take the I two. Plead, I plead guilty. Yeah. I'll take these. the two. I don't want the thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? I'll so, take responsibility for that. never So that's what we did.
0: That's what I did. Yeah. I didn't say a word. Maybe. All I did. All hey. I did was take the plea. That's
1: it. That's they. They that don't make them like us no more. You know? And <laughs> Like, well, like it, say. I
0: cut my deal quick. Like, I was arrested with a bunch of my homies as well. And I cut my deal quick. I was the first one. Done. Boom. It wasn't hanging over my head maybe a year. Yeah. Yeah. But I was bailed <clears throat> out, you know? Dude. I, I, I don't want to make this a race thing, dude. Hey. I know they were <laughs> totally different charges, but... Like mine were drug related charges, right? So, right. and I get the, like nonviolent crime, so I right, understand. Right, right, right. I understand all that, that all that does matter, though. It all matters. Yeah, it matters. It all because matters.
1: Although mine was drug related, it still was a violent crime. Right.
0: It was still a violent crime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then somebody almost died. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: And Cobb County wasn't having it. Oh no!
1: No county gonna have it, really. No.
0: No. Yes. You know. I I agree with you there. Yeah.
1: And man, you know that 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 situation was so crazy, man. Like the people involved, man, like boy.
0: You had to sit in there for 14 months and wait for your court date.
1: Nah, we had several er, court dates.
0: But what did you keep extending it? No, Trying no. to work out a deal?
1: Well, we was just hoping that somehow we will beat the case, right? They took forever to indict us, so that kind of was like, ah, uh, maybe they don't have nothing. Maybe they just they do. held you on charges. Yeah, they just had us on some charges. Then they indicted us. Then it was just, it was just a, uh, it was like a mind game, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the bo- and sometimes we would go to court, sit all day, not see anybody, and go sit back and go get sent back. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. And then your next court day, like three three weeks later, you know, and you just like you don't know what's going on. You just hoping that you beat this case. So we played that game for a minute. That's really what took so long, and then we finally figured out, okay, these folks got us. All right, so now the next step is to try to get the less time as possible. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so that's that was the weight game. That was that was really what took the 14 months. You know, because we knew we weren't gonna get out. But you out. and your homies were. Oh, we were solid. We were solid. One of my homies, I still talk to to this very day. The, yeah. the other two, I lost touch with them, but I got love for but them. But you though. were
0: lockstep with them. Like, y'all were all like, oh, this yeah, is man, it. Man, this we, is we, what we're doing. Hey, man,
1: listen. We ain't doing none of that. Uh, You know. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going call nobody names out like that, but we don't do that. Right. Yeah, we ain't doing that. Right.
0: Mm-mm. This is what we're doing. You, we're hold- they- Like, you all knew you were going to hold out and you were going to
1: get something either gonna let us go or we just gonna get whatever we get right we ain't doing no talking or none of that right because we knew what we was doing man yeah
2: that's the
1: thing about when you're in the streets right when you're in the gang or you're in the drugs whatever you know you know what you're doing yeah and so there's no point in when you get caught you oh, like you didn't know what was going on like you know what you was doing so you have to be ready for the consequences
0: yeah yeah, so you didn't try to fight it at all. I did. Uh, yeah, that's interesting.
1: Nah, I just accepted it, man. I was tired, man. You took the. 10 I ain't gonna lie. I was tired, bro. I was tired because at that point in my life, I didn't even know what I was gonna do with myself. Were you single? I might as well have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had me and Keisha had lost touch with each other. Right. Um, the ex that I was living with at the time. Uh, we wouldn't really see each other like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I stopped talking to Keisha because of her, you know what I mean? Got away from her, <laughs> got away from that situation, and then I met another chick, but I wasn't really with her like that. I was more so using her, you yeah. Know? I because she had a spot, and I needed a spot for me. You and my Needed homie. somewhere to stay. I needed somewhere to stay. I had my yeah. hom- I had my homie with me. My homie Marcus, I had him with me, and um, we needed a spot, and we needed to get some money, and yeah. That's what it was. So we told her, like, hey, look, we're going to help you out, but we need to get some money in this spot, though. And she had a little girl. Man, I tell you, man, the Lord been good to me. I'm thankful that he forgave because it's crazy, man. That girl, she had a little girl at that spot, bro. And I was being so selfish back then, so greedy, man. But all I was thinking about was getting some money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was going down at that spot, too. Yeah, I was in getting, and out. In and out, getting that money however I had to get it. And uh, so, you know. That led up to the situation. Yeah. You know? That's
0: that's part of what led up to the situation, is oh. bringing heat on the house?
1: Well, what led up to the situation was, it, like I was saying, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was making some bad choices. Yeah. I had just lost. Uh, my mom had came to my house. Um, this was 2004, October. My mom came to my house, told me that one of my best friends had passed away. His name's mm. Timmy Baldwin, man. Timmy B. I got his name tatted on my side right here. Really? Yeah, man. Love that dude, man. White dude, right? His family. He he he's the son of two doctors, right? But they was divorced, right? Man, that's the first. Like going back to like Douglasville and getting integrated. That was my first introduction to like how white families have dinner at certain times. How they mm. you know how they do things because his family brought me in like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. For real, man. And so we just grew up and we was tight, you know? He died. So that hurt. So then, right, my mama came back and told me that uh at the time I was in the reserves. So they was trying to send my reserve unit across the seas. I was like sh I ain't with all that. <laughs> you, you ain't trying to go overseas two thousand four, bro. Man, I ain't trying to do all that, man. I, I was trying
0: to heavy at that time yeah, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I ain't go for all that. Not you know I'm saying? I went to try to, you know, create some opportunity for myself, but I ain't imagine trying to go over there and do all no. that. You feel me? No. Plus see, I was conscious, man. I was conscious of like how the government be moving. I always been conscious of how the government mm. move, how they trick us. Mm. And so my thing was like, man, why would I go and tear up somebody else's country? You know what I'm saying? For you. You know what I mean? Muhammad Ali. But you don't even take care of us over here, though. He was famous for that, right? Like they just did just now. We just, you know, not to get all political, but with this Ukraine stuff, man. How you going to send all this bread over here to these people? And we over here paying these high gas prices. Come on. Food taxes. How much did they send over there? It
0: was some some, billions, bro. like $70 right? billions, bro. I hope I'm not misquoting that. Golly.
1: And we over here hurting, bro.
0: I'm talking about hurting. Some people I, I know are
1: hurting. And see, I've always been conscious of how the government moved, bro.
0: Inflation is
1: real right now. So that, back then I wasn't hearing that. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do all that. So that led me into kind of running in, the, in like a running mind state. Like I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna get out here and get this money. Mm. I wanted to be a rapper. I was living, trying to live a rapper lifestyle, you know. Were you already messing with the drums by then? Oh, yeah. I had been playing the drums since I was four, man. I taught myself how to play the drums. Stop it. Yeah, bro. My godfather brought me a drum set in, in Brownlee Projects. I got pictures of it. Really? One of my uh, earliest memories of playing the drums was right there in Brownlee Projects. My godfather brought me that, man. It was him and his wife, Janice. And uh, I beat on that thing. And then a couple of years later, um, when we moved to Douglasville, we had a basement. My folks bought me another drum set, like a bigger drum set. Yeah. And my pops, he always loved music. He always was big in the funk and all that jazz, whatever. He would put on Jimi Hendrix though, and just let me just let me mow about the Jimi Hendrix. So that's really? that's how I that's how I learned. Yeah, I learned by playing Jimi Hendrix.
0: Why Jimi Hendrix out of all of those? Like, what made you latch onto that and just try to play with that?
1: I like what he was talking about, man. R- really? I did. Mm. I just thought this dude was like, this dude was weird. Weird. But he like smart though. Smart Like genius smart But like It was I don't know It was just something about him I just couldn't Yeah I couldn't turn away from him No you know?
0: I got a weird I got a weird theory on him Yeah With like All of the psychedelics <laughs> <in>. And like <laughs> yeah. I feel like those made Different Man. connections In yeah. his brain So like, so, like, he,
1: like he could the music, think differently The music was great bro B.B. King I was another one I used to listen to Yeah I actually have a uh, Family <sighs> I member B. B. I, I have a family her. member That actually played With Baby King In no his way. earlier days Yeah bro this is some of my Mississippi family members, man. Johnny Matthews is his name. My pops told me that when I was uh I think I I think I was still down when he told me that, but um, he had this picture that surfaced of you know, B.B. King when they was in, they was like, man, they was probably like 21, 22 years. Old. They were some youngsters. And uh Johnny Matthews. Playing guitar with him? Played, what was he playing? I think he played the bass for him. like the then, bass? That's then, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, that's pretty dope, ain't it, man? That's freaking awesome. Was yeah. he playing a
0: stand-up bass, like a G?
1: Nah, no, nah, just that. Really. No, okay, yeah, he had yeah. that yeah. electric bass. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't know. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know you see some of those old-timers playing those stand-up basses? Mm-hmm. Those things are mm-hmm. so gnarly. Yeah,
1: man, that's pretty dope, man. So <laughs> but
0: anyway, I know, I sent you on a. I sent you on a sidetrack. You, you were thinking you wanted to be a rapper. You thought you yeah, wanted to be a rapper, but that. you were running.
1: I was running, man. You know, see, the thing about it was, like I say, I was young trying to live that rapper lifestyle thinking that that mean i had to be in the streets doing what you know what i'm talking about when mm. really i didn't have to be in the street i could have been working the job getting some legal money and just working on work you know creating a record label making music on the side did you know that at the time not really i didn't really know that at the time that's something i've always
0: wondered like and this is, this is a perfect opportunity for me to ask this because you're someone from that kind of background. Like, I, you just told me your background. Dang, I turned the light off again? All right. You're someone f- that has this background that I was wondering, like, do you know that there are other ways? Like, I know you're talking about your whole family. This was a thing. Like, grandma, liquor's everywhere. Your dad's a partier. Like, all this is going down your cousin's. This and then and the other like did you know there was something else you could do like yeah, i mean yeah. your pops was working a job
1: yeah my pops worked two jobs worked two, two jobs, jobs. so yeah, there you go so didn't... you knew there was other things yeah yeah to yeah i never lacked opportunity bro i never lacked opportunity i got cousin that she went to she had pharmacy she went to spellman went to xavier i got people in my family that did things you know what i'm saying military dudes and everything
0: so you knew there were other
1: options. I knew there was other options. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I ain't, like I lacked opportunity. I just yeah. it was the choices I made, mm. and I made those choices based off of what I kind of saw in the beginning of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I was, you know, like I say that fast money. I saw. Mm. I saw like you know what it was able to do. You know what I mean? Mm. Not so much just trying to shine and like be the man, but just what that bread was able to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so that's that was the choice I made. You know what I mean? Against all whatever anybody had to say, I would go and get little odd end jobs. You know, really just to keep my mom's cool. You know, cause she always asked me, "You working? You got a job?" Yeah. I ain't never liked a lot of my mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would go get a job just so I could be able to tell her, "Yeah, I got a job. I'm, I'm working, doing this and this." And yeah. All. But I want to get this fast money though. That was my thing. I want to get that bread, bread. Yeah. And um, like I said, and I you had, had a way to do it. I had a way to do it. Like I said, I had friends. Like I got fam that was, you know, doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 some of those friends and fam now, man, they working. You know, they working regular jobs, bro. They were mad, got kids. You know, people change. But back then, it was getting that. It was getting that bread. Right. You know, that's what it was. So, you know.
0: Hey, uh, everything changes, right? Like, yeah. I mean. You're a prime example of that. You served what nine years ten. and then you got you served 10, but yeah. you got out in a halfway house, right? Yeah, I served my last. You, yeah. I was gonna ask you about that and I heard you mention it when we were talking before the podcast about a halfway house. So, how did that go? You went, you spent your last year in a halfway house.
1: <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing was I didn't even know if I was gonna get to go, right? Because it wasn't mandated, you know what I mean? Like, if the judge mandates you to go to the halfway house, you're going, right? It, it wasn't mandated. You didn't wanna go? I did, but that's not my choice. Oh. Right? It has to be mandated for you to go. Or you just oh. have to request it. But when you request it, you gotta have a clean record. You gotta have a clean institutional file, right? Boy, mine was dirty. I ain't gonna lie, cause mine was dirty. For real. It was dirty. Man, listen. I was in I was in I was in and out of solitary confinement for various reasons. Fighting, phones you know, shanks, whatever, you know, because that was the life, man, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you get to a point in there where you you got to make a decision where you either going to survive or you going to, you know, it's, i put it like this, it's how you survive. You're going to survive like the predator or you're going to survive or not survive like the prey because the prey don't survive. You <laughs> feel me? So, yeah, I ended up going to solitary confinement several times. So one of my last times of going and getting out, they moved me to a different dorm. I ended up getting the phone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm talking to Keisha one night. I had already put the request in like probably two years ago, though. I had forgot about it. I didn't think I was going to get to go because, like I say, my institutional conduct was shaky. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, they came and got me one night in the middle of the night. I was like, pack your bags up. In, in the day. middle of the night? Yeah, that's how they ship you. They ship you in the middle of the night. They don't tell you where you're going. Unexpectedly. Yeah, they don't never tell you where you're going. They don't never tell you when. They don't want you to be able to set something up? Right, right. Um, so,
0: you know. And that was every time because you said you got yeah, transferred Yeah, I got transferred
1: a, a couple times, right? So this And is my none
0: life. of those transfers were, were, were of your choice? Those no, were all uh-uh. mandatory transfers? All
1: mandatory transfers. That, Interesting. That, yeah, it was crazy. So they, they woke me up. Um, So I had a dude next to me named Lily. He used to put the phones up for everybody, and he was cool. Hmm. He didn't he, you know, really have a lot, you know what I'm saying? Some people used to look out for him. I know he had a kid, though, right? And um, I know he liked to talk to his kid. And I had another homie in the dorm next to me. He dead. Now, rest in peace, my homie Fool. He's one of my crib partners, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he used to come over there and use the phone, too. You know what I'm saying? And I knew if I left the phone with Lily that he was going to let Fool use the phone. So that's why I left the phone with Lily. Make sure I said, make sure the homie used the phone. And I left. I text Keisha, told her I was leaving, and I left, you know, and um, I thought I was going to be on a disciplinary transfer, so a disciplinary transfer is when they send you um, to a camp that you don't want to go to, it's one of those, that's what you were thinking? Yeah, I'm like, man, but you're
0: nine years in at this point? Nine
1: years in, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to spend my last year at at Waycross or at, at Hayes somewhere like...
0: Waycross is the swamp. What uh, is down in Waycross? Uh, what sta- the hell where? are you going to get sent to in Waycross?
1: Where state prison? Home of the killers. Boy, home of the real killers. Boy, <sighs> they killing you down there, boy. They ain't playing down there. They so taking it. you
0: think it. your last year of prison is going to be spent
1: there? I, somewhere like That's that. That's what you're thinking. I'm thinking there or somewhere like that because I had gotten in so much trouble. Yeah. And so then I'm like, man, they just gonna get rid of me.
0: We know? talking long yeah, like a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, like a couple of years of just some shaky business. You know what I'm saying? In and out, you know. Yeah. And we're uh, gonna.
0: We're, I want to talk about that solitary confinement yeah, yeah, yeah. comment too. I want to come back. Right, right, we're right. gonna circle back to that, right, by the right. way. For sure, for sure. But that's where you think you're going, dude. So, so what happens? They pull you out your they cell. They pull me out my they cell. cell. They say, get all your stuff get together. Get all my
1: stuff. They give me a chance to that's get my stuff you, together. You shoot the text. I shoot the text, that, to that baby. That. Yeah, I tell baby, I'm like, hey, I'm about to get shipped. I don't know where I'm going. Just be cool. Wait for me to call you. She already know to just play it cool, cause. You know, she know what's going on. She know the deal. Yeah, she know the deal. So uh, I leave. I go up to medical, get out my medical files, and now at this time, I'm like, I'm kind of like nervous. I'm like, man, where I'm going? So then I get a glimpse at my name. Right? It said, um, I think it said Troop County or something like that. Mm-hmm. Boy, I Troop knew County. I, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. That's where right, the Granges. Right.
1: Okay. Boy, I knew I was going somewhere sweet. Troop like, County. Oh, so, so, so this, you knew like immediately. I, you were like, I saw it. I was like, Oh snap, I'm gonna go to it. I'm gonna go to the Howie house. Bam, <laughs> you feel me? But I can't tell nobody, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't call nobody right now. You it's, had no way. It's 1 30 in the morning. Everybody sleep anyway, right? right? So I leave. I pull up to the county count. I mean, I pull up to the TC or whatever. And um, my first phone call, man, I call baby, you know, and tell her what it is, right? And so I had I had some um, some GD homies from Columbus. Shout out to the homie Spade. Um, they was already there, right? And um, they was able to get them phones in. Mm. So he ended up being my You friend. weren't even
0: allowed to have a phone in the halfway house.
1: Nah, you can only use the pay phone. What kind of halfway house are we talking about here?
0: You could go to work or something? You, like- you
1: can go to work, and you might have you one at your job on the low, but you can't bring it back to the building, though. They better not find out you got one out there at the job either. Yeah. And people be telling on you too. But but the homie, you know, the G's, they had things under control at that spot. And I like I say, I was cool with one of the G's. He was one of the main ones. And um they was able to get them things in. So I was able to touch down with Keisha, you know, frequently. Quick. You know. And uh I still used the pay phone though just to make it look good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had cameras and stuff. So I ain't want them to be like, How this dude don't never use the phone, but he's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so look, that, got- that play they started hating on me up there now. At the halfway
2: house? Oh, Why? Man.
1: The ladies out there was at me. Why? Man, the swag was on. Man, the swag was 1,000. Stop. Man, listen. You know, working out, no body fat, cut up, Oh, you know what I'm man. I'm quiet. Beating them off. Man, listen, I'm quiet. I don't talk to nobody, right? Right. That's what gets them.
0: Sure. Mysterious.
1: Everybody, everybody else is like, hey, 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 ooh, 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 ooh. I'm walking right yep. past you. Cause yep. My lady, my lady out here, on, uh, she, she handling her business on yep. the outside. She yep. holding me down. She yeah. come to see me and she fire and she killing y'all. Yeah. She was killing them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Every
1: time she came to visitation, man, she was killing them. Yeah. Man, they hated that. So. Hated so they it. start hating on you. Yeah, man. They 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 started trying to make it to where we couldn't see each other and all kinds Did of Did you stuff.
0: make it through that last year with no hiccups?
1: Man, no hiccups. You know why? I had a job, bro. This is the this is a proven theory right here. This 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 situation will prove this theory. If you give somebody that's incarcerated something to do and you incentivize them, you will rehabilitate that person, right? But if you just want them to work and that's it, come on, bro. Who's going to do that? Mm. You're not going to just work.
2: Mm. You will
1: for a minute. But then it's going to come around the time where you need to get something for that work, right? right? So I was able to work a real job. I was able to leave that center, go clock in, grind for 12 hours, get a real check. See that real money? I couldn't really have the money like that. It was going into an account. I was only allowed to have like 30 bucks a week cash on me. You know what I'm saying? What? Yeah, bro. And so what? Yeah. And that's how I learned how to just live off of just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I had used to been. I had been used to getting bread, selling weed, <laughs> selling coke, and all that. Now I'm, you know, used to living off of just a little bit. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. That was a humbling experience. But taught me a lot, though, about budgeting and everything. So um, I had to work. That was a part of the program. You had to maintain your job. You had to, you know, make it through shakedowns. You couldn't have nothing, you know what I'm saying? And so then I was able to get passes, right? So a pass was I was able to go home one day a week for 8 to 12 hours, you feel me, and then come back. One day a week? One day a week, 8 to 12 hours. So I was working for that. That was my incentive, the check and being able to spend time with my family. That That's what kept me focused, bro. I was and easy. were you going straight to Keisha? Oh, man, she couldn't pick me up. What? That was part of the hate. Yeah, they made my mama had to come. So she had to come with my mama. She had to literally walk in there it with my mama. It had to be mama. someone related to you. It had to be my mama because we wasn't, we wasn't, quote, unquote, married. You know what I'm saying? But that was really just some hate. What does that me. matter? That was just some hate, bro. That's hate. They just saw that bad lady walking up in there coming to get this dude that they don't know nothing about. They're trying to figure this dude out. Yeah, and that—that's that, what it was. So yeah. I was working for that man. So I would come home, kick it with the fam, and uh, go back. You know, and I did that up until it was time to go. Until it was time to get out, bro. Yeah, yeah.
0: bro. So I, we got to circle back to the to the solitary confinement, right? I've thought about this a little bit. Like I can't, I can't begin to wrap my head around it. So I I know, and I. I sound so naive this whole podcast probably. And and it's because I am. I don't know any better. All right, I'm trying. That's why I'm asking these questions. That's why I'm sitting here. Part of why I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm freaking intrigued, right? So Right, right, right. Um could anything prepare you for solitary confinement?
1: Not at all, sir. You
0: okay. We talked about this before, your longest stint thirty six thirty seven days something like that right uh, right
1: at about right at Lugs, about, right at about forty days, yeah, right at about forty days something like that thirty six they said forty something like that it was it was a good yeah, day, yeah.
0: day. and day. there were several stints in it, oh yeah, I've been there a couple times, man was there worse punishment I mean besides like what not in the in the prison system there there's no worse punishment right
1: there's nothing worse than a solitary confinement, bro, even people on death row got it better than solitary confinement. You wouldn't even believe the stuff that people on death row got, man. The contraband that them boys got. You would not believe it. How did you get a phone in there? <laughs> Money talks. I know you did. I know you did. Money How did you talks. get a
0: phone in solitary
1: confinement? You don't have
0: a window. You, oh, you don't got, you have got, you got nothing. Got
1: a, so you got this little flap, right? That's about this long. Yes. And it's about this big. It's big enough to slide a tray in. Yes. Tray of food. And... um. In some cases, they might let you go get a few items off a of off of a commissary, like some soap or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And you got a you got somebody in there, a prisoner. He a trustee. He in there. He the one that's passing the food out, right? Now this is where all the politics kick in. So I was in the cell. I was in the cell with a Serenio. You know, that's a that's a that's like one of the Mexican gangs Kay. that that rule. They rule the prison system. You know what I'm saying? Um, but they cool. You know, with certain cliques right there. Okay. So
0: So you guys were.
1: Yeah, cool. we we was all right. Man, him was good. You know, he wanted the head ones too, right? And then him, I was always cool with the heads, man. Like my circle was we was always all right. You know what I mean? So I'm in the cell with him. Um and I was able to get some some food sent in from my homie Marcus because Marcus had got sent to the prison where I was at around this time. Really? Yeah. That's how I found out about my cousin Nico dying on this this particular situation when I got the phone right and um so he was able to send me food and he was able to send me you know some some other stuff you know some goodies you know what I'm saying and so I told the homie that you know let me just make a couple calls you know I mean let me touch down with the wifey or whatever and yeah let me let me orchestrate some stuff on the outside so I can move some money around or whatever and just try to get some stuff settled and um, she was always on go for me, man. For real, man. I got a real soldier. I got a real soldier, boy. I'm telling you. I know you. you do. That's why. Man, I got a soldier.
0: I had to have her on the podcast. Man, please. I got a
1: soldier, man. Listen, the first time I went to the hole. Well, it wasn't the first time I went to the hole, but her first experience with me going to the hole,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. she about lost it. For she real. She about lost it, man. But I had to tell her. I had to send word. You know, like, you got to have your homies to guard your stuff, you know. Man. And, like. At that particular time in that dorm, like, it wasn't but a couple of crips in there, you know what I mean It's my homie Buck, um, um, man, who else was in there with me? I can't remember all who was in there, but the homie, oh, the homie, uh, the homie, uh, Cash was in there from PJ's, whatever It wasn't but a few, but, um, when that situation happened, you know, you gotta have your people in there to guard your stuff Cause people is steal your stuff, you know what I mean so <laughs> just go up in your cell. They're and gonna take your all your stuff. stuff. Because yeah, because you're in. Yeah, you're in. Yeah, they're gonna take you your stuff. You going to get it on. Them. Yeah. So, so I I ended up getting arrested to go to solitary confinement about something that I didn't do. So to get me out, the the person that that had that I was in the dorm with or that I was in the cell with, my homies took their phone and told them, hey man, you got to tell them that he ain't had nothing to do with it. Let him out, and then you can get your phone back, right? And that's how I ended up getting out of that situation. Yeah, <sighs> dude, all these
0: situations you've told me about in your life kind of stress me out, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. Like we were talking about that co- that that road work job, dude, yeah. and then the integration thing. I can't yeah. imagine being yeah. stressed like that. Like, yeah, that was weird. That kind of culture shock. Yeah, that
1: was weird, man. Like
0: I made that. I made a trip to the Philippines when I was 12. Oh, really? And that, yeah. So we went to like the. I mean, the out like way out. In that's the crazy. Philippines To the middle of nowhere And that was a huge culture shock Right We stayed there for like A couple of weeks Came right back We were sleeping on dirt floors And stuff like that though For a little bit But anyway So like I I, I can't imagine Living in that sort of Culture shock
1: like, Right 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 right. Holy right. smoke right. man! Right It's crazy It's crazy It's total culture shock Man It's a racial war That's always brewing There's a gang war Always brewing Right So I'm gonna tell you When I grew up Right I always grew up fascinated with the West Coast gang uh, culture, right, for whatever okay. reason. And I saw movies like Colors or whatever like yeah. that, you know, Mr. Size. So I was like, man, right. I always just grew up fascinated. So I had this particular group of homies that I, I met in Douglasville, but they wasn't from Douglasville. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the homie Low. But uh, he was from they was from like Selma or whatever, from Alabama or whatever. Okay. Um but those were like the first official Crips that I ever been around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when I grew up around them, I was probably like twelve, I think around that time. Um, I just wanted to I just wanted the Crip, man, you know what I'm saying I just wanted to be like them boys, because they was like they was already like 17, 18 years old. And I just wanted to do that. I just thought it was cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd never seen it before. You know, I heard about it, but I had never seen it until then. And um one of my one of my first missions was to get a pistol, right? Mm-hmm. I ended up stealing my pops' pistol for the big homie, for I stole it from him. And uh, my pops never knew what happened to that pistol until I, until I told him. I was in, I had got locked up. You when did I told tell him, him. About I ended up telling him about it, yeah. But that was one of my first missions from them. You know, I stole the pistol, gave it to the homies because we had some, you know, had some fun with some dudes on the other side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I brought that up to say that when I got to prison, I got around some. Oh, some some real official West Coast crips. You know what I'm saying? Some real Cali crips. Okay, and they crip way different. They crip the right way or whatever. If there is a right way, but what, <laughs> what I'm saying is they they true to the culture, right? Right. A lot of what you are seeing right now is is marketed, is commercialized gang banging, right. internet gang banging. Yeah. These dudes was from the turf, and those were the dudes that I was with for right. a majority of the time. You know what I'm saying? Because they was giving me like the real. Like the, the the wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Not not none of that young boy trying to be cool, but like this is what it really was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kinda like brought me back to the foundation. So that's when I realized like I didn't really want to game bang. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't really want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I, I could I could say I'm affiliated. Of course, yeah. But when you start thinking about man, you just hating another man from where he from, you know what I'm saying? Well, you could be getting some money with this man. Or you might have to raise your kids around this person or whatever like that. So that's what kind of like what it taught me being around those dudes. It's like, man, we ain't out here just banging just cuz. You know what I'm saying? This wow. this started as a neighborhood, uh, like, so this is the history of Crippin. After the Black Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. You know what happened with them, right?
0: I mean, I know who they were. I okay. know what they did. Dang,
1: okay, okay, so.
0: I got to move this.
1: The Black Panthers, in in, in in just a nutshell, they they were trying to save the neighborhood mm-hmm. from the crack, from the heroin, from the guns, right? That right. was
0: being injected by the government. Right. Yes, that was. Their I'm aware mission. of all that. I know right. that was happening. So,
1: post Black Panthers, you have Community Revolution and Progress. Okay. Crip. That's what it was. Mm. It originally started as Community Revolution and Progress. Save and that it.
0: was, like, after the Black Panthers yeah. dissolved right. because they got a bad rap. Right. Right? right. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So they had to dissolve, so, basically.
1: Yeah. So dudes, so dudes still, st- we still need to save the neighborhood, though. Yes.
0: We still so got, you developed.
1: We, we still got to save the kids and the, and the women.
0: Community rebuild in progress. Yeah,
1: Re- community revolution in revolution progress. Revolution in progress. Yeah. Right. Still got to save the neighborhood. So that's how it started originally, right? hmm So once I got around those dudes, And I started picking their brains, and I started seeing how they grew up in California, and I started comparing it to how I grew up in the A and in Douglasville, and I was like, "Mm, I ain't really have it like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I never really felt comfortable with going around just, you know, gang banging per se. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I respect, you know, if you if you really in it, I respect it
0: it was just different for you cuz i
1: know who i know who really with that I, right. I i got them dudes on the speed dial right now yeah like for right. real you right. know what i mean They're my people's yeah but i you know like i say i just i just realized that like my life was different from theirs you know i i grew up fascinated by it and wanted to be a part of it and so i kind of like forced myself to make that decision to be a part of that when these dudes actually grew up in those situations you know right. what i'm saying so, yeah, man. So, those
0: are the dudes, like, didn't have a
1: choice. They, they in that neighborhood. They there. When you, like, that's how Cali is. If you grew up in the 60s, you 60. If you grew up in the 50s, you, you, you know, if you grew up in off of Piru Street, you Piru. Yeah. You ain't going to meet no crip from Piru Street. You ain't going to meet no blood from Grape Street. It don't work like that. Right. And so, like I say, once I met them dudes in prison, man, I started just thinking about, like, how I grew up, like, really being real with myself. Like yeah. man, it's no way I'm gonna get out of prison. Talking about I'm gang banging and this and this and that. Now I done been to some functions to the with the homies. You know I done met up with the homies on, on some occasions. I, like I said, I still talk to them. I love them. Right. Right. But guess what? Them homies ain't out here gang banging. You know what they doing? They working. Getting they take. They take care of their kids. <laughs> yeah. One of my homies got grandkids.
0: <laughs> See.
1: They not doing yeah. that. You feel yeah, me? They didn't let yeah. that go, bro. That that's a that's, that's
0: a young man's game. That's
1: a young man's sport. And over here in Georgia, it's not the same. Mm. You know, they not really gang-banging out here in Georgia like they think they are. Mm. It's commercialized. It's the music. Mm. The music make them
0: sure the huge hip hop community, right?
1: Yeah, Right, right. So the young boys feel like they they need to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, man, I got a homie right now that's in that's you know that's here in Georgia, man. That he got a lot of power. Yeah. He got a lot of influence with the Crippin'. But he ain't out here banging. He ain't out here trying to kill nobody. This man out here raising his kids. And he's trying to show the younger ones that, hey, this is what you're really supposed to be doing. You're really supposed to be going to school, getting your education, taking care of your kids, working a job. That's really what you're supposed to be doing. Right. That's the original foundation of what... American knows as crippling. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not the shoot 'em up. Man, man. That came with the drugs. So
0: why yeah, like why does that why did it happen? Yeah, why is that stereotype there then? Like, why is it I mean, okay, you said that came along with the drugs. Uh, talk about that for a second. So
1: think about it like this, bro. You take a put you take take Noonan, right? Yeah. As big as Noonan is, it's kind of small, right? Kind of small. If you drop let's just say you drop 100 kilos of cocaine in Noonan tonight and 100 AKs tonight, right, to a particular side of Mm Noonan. In six months, watch what it's going to do. And if you keep dropping it, you know it's going to happen, right? Yeah. So think about that, South Central Los (laughs) Angeles, places like that, these little tight-knit communities. But the black folks over there, they just fought civil rights. They just came off all this stuff. They just trying to work, maintain. And you come drop all this dope in the community, and you come drop all these guns in the community. What you think going to happen?
0: And then make crack, like, the worst... uh Right, you you stereotype crack into being the worst drug there is, and I'm not saying it's not. It's just it's a bad one. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. You know, but you stereotype that into being the worst one, and that's what you're injecting into the community.
1: Yeah, along with the heroin. Along with the heroin. Yeah, like man, just it's
0: interesting how they go through the phases of demonizing stuff too, right? Man, did you know, like, um, way back in the day, um, one of the reasons why reefer became illegal is because, um this dude had bought up a bunch of tree farms and stuff like that and he wanted trees to be used for paper wow but we were already using hemp for it like we were already using hemp for paper and all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff way back in the day right but then this other guy who had influence with politicians and governments and stuff like that owned a bunch of owned, owned a bunch of land where there were trees and we learned we could make we can make paper hey, out of trees. Geez. Right, right. And, we, and he was like, wait a second, guys. Can I get this? Let me get this money. Let me get in all this contract, you know? Yeah. Like that, a good old boy system. Yeah, 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 and that's what, that's part of what drove the, you know, making reefer illegal, making marijuana illegal. I believe it. Marijuana is like a slang term or something like that for it or I something like that out of Mexico. It's I not, not e- it. like that's, it's, it's, it's really, even, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what it, what it means exactly, but it's, 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 it's just like a real odd, um, term for it but anyway like
1: but then they legalized tobacco but then
0: <laughs> listen i've got like i'm telling you i've got a lot of theories out there about about drugs and alcohol and mm-hmm. a lot of stereotypes a lot of barriers need to be broken can we talk about that for a second yes, we yes, talked sir. we 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 talked a lot before the podcast, man. We did so much talking. And I'm glad we did because it gave me a lot of insight to you. Right. Um, you said one of your just I I, I want I want to hear it from your side of the story. You know, right. this kind of goes back to your time when you were integrating with uh, Douglasville, Douglasville, right? right. So right. let's talk about that for a little bit. Tell right. me, tell me what happened. Tell me about how that process of integrating, like. Uh, you know how that worked. You right. you talk. You mentioned your boy. You got tatted up on your left side. Right. What was his name again?
1: Timmy B. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy B. Ball. Yeah, man. So that that whole process was like I say, um, we was the only black family on that street at the time. Um, I had started playing sports. I had already been playing sports, but I had started playing basketball at this park. I was the only black kid on the team, bro. That was a shocker. You know, what I'm saying? only black kid was on the football only, team. On the on the basketball team. On basketball team. I'm yeah, sorry. I, and that's where I met Timmy at, though. That's okay. where I met. That's where I met him. That's where I met my homie Wes at. You no, know, I met a couple of dudes that later on in high school became my my dudes. You know what I mean? I
2: got you.
1: Right. So, um, but leading up to that, right? I, you know, was attracted to white girls. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I thought, you know, like anybody. You know what I mean? Did so, it,
0: was it like a preference, or did it was it just like I don't care what color they are? It I mean, ain't what it I, is? I've never
1: really cared, but I think it was just like a that's uh, just a curious question for me
0: like I, I got preferences you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah everybody
1: yeah. does yeah yeah everybody has a preference but I'm saying uh, you like you're married now we right, all right, know right yeah, you right, right exactly that's what I prefer yeah you we do. all know what you prefer now yeah but last you know back then I ain't really had no preferences I yeah. think I think it was like a like you a were more just wide fascination open, right? thing yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it was like a, like a forbidden fruit type of deal oh because
0: like, you they weren't like white people weren't around yeah, that's what you were yeah, talking about yeah that was unheard of and so you never really had the opportunity to to be hollering at white girls like that
1: and then so like i say the 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 memory of not being able to call you know
0: yeah so you're kind of like forbidden from from calling and stuff like that so you're like you kind of want what you can't have at the same time because daddy's over there like nah baby you can't you
1: can't do that man that was used to be crazy i can remember like was
0: it racism was it fear was it do you think it was people being naive? They just didn't know you? Like, did they get to know you? What do you, How would you sum up trying to integrate with with these people who weren't used to someone like you?
1: I think in that situation, in that particular situation. I don't
0: want to call raise, like, uh, you know, I, yeah. I know that term gets thrown around yeah. a lot, and I try I, not to do use it too much. I but, think in that
1: particular situation for that particular family, um... I don't think it was just total racism. Maybe on her stepdad's behalf, I think he was just a good old boy. And he just wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. Her mom was, she was a little bit more liberal, right? But she was, of course, going to adhere to whatever he had to say. I just yeah. think that they just didn't like the way it looked. You know what I'm saying? You know, little black boys, we supposed to date little black girls, not little white yeah. girls in the suburb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And especially little black boys from the hood. Dang you know, we you ain't, ain't about to come out here and date our daughters. Right. And, so and I, you weren't I, hiding that either. No, how can I? <laughs> you, I don't look nothing. I don't talk nothing like these folks, man. I, you know, I tried to fit in. Yeah. I tried hard to fit in in high school. Really? Man, listen, I did. I ain't going to even flex, man, because I just wanted, I just wanted to be normal, man. You know what I'm saying? Like. I wanted to be cool with everybody. I ain't so you're to just... just
0: like, what are the, how are these cats dressing? How are these yeah, cats, see, like, what see, are they
1: listening to? Right. Is that what you were doing? That's how I got into rock music. You know why?
0: I know you, you surprised me. You surprised the heck out of me inviting me to that Seven Dust concert. Man, but listen, go on. Bro,
1: I got into rock music by going to a Seven Dust concert with a group of white dudes, man. <laughs> that asked me to go. Yeah. Have a good time. You ever heard of Seven Dust at the time? At that time, I never heard of them. You just went? I just went. High school. And I, yeah, and I knew that the dudes I was with, that was going to take care of me. Timmy B was one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew I was with these dudes, that was going to take care of me, and I was going to take care of them. Whatever we was in, we was in it, you know. That's yeah. why I said they called us the renegades, because, boy, <laughs> we was in it. Yeah. But, you know, like, I just wanted to do something different. Like, man, I see, I grew up kind of not having. So, when I saw them kids that was wearing Abercrombie and Fitch, they was wearing American Eagle, you know what I'm saying? Me and my brother was sharing clothes. You know, we mm. was sharing shoes. So I used to be like, man, I wanna dress like them, you know, I wanna wear what they wearing. You know what I'm saying? So I started dressing like that. I wanna to listen to what they listen to. I wanna know what they thinking. I wanna know how they live. Them kids living on golf courses and all I, I didn't know what that felt like. Yeah. I never knew what that felt like. Yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. Really? Yeah. Cause I mean it's, it's...
0: You like that culture. I you think. like the this culture that you this like effect. once you started trying to
1: ad- To adapt to, you were like,
0: wait a second, once you you started hearing this.
1: Yeah, you know why? Why? Because there's a difference. Like right now, my little girl and your little girl outside playing, and we ain't worried about nothing. Nothing. Right? Okay. In the hood, we outside playing, but we got to make sure we watch out for her. Somebody might be shooting. Somebody might come try to snatch you up, which that could happen anywhere. But this is the hood, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I don't have one concern out there right now. That's what not I'm saying. Not a
1: single. That's what I'm saying. So I love the suburbs. Once I started really growing up and really seeing the advantages, I was like, shoot. Boy, this like the safety. Aspect the safety, of. man. Just just everything. You know what I'm Dude, saying? Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Your whole life is like
0: stressing me out, bro.
1: <laughs> like I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer <laughs> nah, nah, over here nah, or nothing. Bro. You know what I mean? Good, like, you good. You good. For real, like all and these look, situations look, my, you're talking about. Is my life been great, though. Out. It's been great, though. Like I said, I mean, man, I get it. You... I,
0: I've mentioned that before. Favor, favor, favor. Great, I man. hear that all over your story. It's you know, We were great, talking man. about that before the podcast, but favor, favor, favor. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, it's been great, man. Like I said, I came from a good family, man. Like, we, 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 hood. we hood to death, <laughs> but we good people, though. Yeah. You know, my grandma's still living to this day, man. You know what I'm saying? She had nine kids. Yeah. Seven girls and two boys. All of them got multiple kids. All of them got multiple kids. <laughs> There's so many of us. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So, you know, my mama grew up in born Home. Anybody that know anything about born Home, you know, that's right on Bankhead. That's the heart of Bankhead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I got you. So,
0: uh, you mentioned the Renegades. Tell yeah. me about the Renegades. So, I, want, so, I know you probably want to shout them
1: out. No, do you? Man, shout out <laughs> you to you want the Renegades, talk about it? man. They already know who they are, man. Okay. Like the homie Freddie, all them. Uh, Jay Butler, all them boys. Um, so. We was playing, we we were, you know sports guys or whatever in high school, yeah. and I had gotten to the partying stage, right?
0: Yeah, you still the only black kid through like through high school and all?
1: Um, no, I it's, it was black kids at that school. It was a lot okay. of them, but in this particular like circle of people that I was with, it was a couple of us kind of sorta. Of.
0: But it was the neighborhood you were living in, right? That not, was like all
1: white. Well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, the neighborhood I was in then at the beginning was all white. Yeah. But, like, these kids stayed in some nicer neighborhoods. They stayed in a neighborhood called Chapel Hill. That was a golf course neighborhood. and You had dudes that stayed in another neighborhood called Stratford or whatever. Man, these guys like some big boy houses. You know what I'm <laughs> so saying? You
0: like, made friends with some some kids. And who, not even
1: on purpose. They, were just, they just showed that me That just up. happened like, to be where they were Like from. I say, man, Timmy B, man, he's he was the son of two doctors, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This man gave me shirts and, and shorts to wear sometimes when I was, you know, stay at his house and all that. Yeah. And so um man, just growing up. So anyway, we would party and uh we would do reckless stuff like go crash parties, drink all the alcohol, eat yeah snacks, fight if we had to fight, whatever. We got yeah. into a lot of fights. That was a good many of them. Yeah. Um and then police would chase us. And then we started gaining this reputation. And so our football coaches Started calling us the Renegades because we would literally like, um, remember the movie Varsity Blues, of course. Remember all the the hell they raised, of course. That was us. Come on, somebody. That was us. (laughs) I mean, like, bro, we was at Boomers on car Park, yeah, 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 on Thursday nights and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we gotta play Friday night, but we 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 might skip class, go yo,
0: Boomers was the 18 and up place, right? Yeah, we up
1: in there.
0: It was like one of the few places that was 18 yes, and up, right? We,
1: yes, sir. They didn't sell no alcohol. Right. So you because slammed, it was 18 and yeah, up, they could You get could slammed it, right? in the parking lot. You get slammed in the parking lot, you go in there <laughs> and you had your good time, right? Yo. Yeah, so we was that crew. And so, you know, we would go around and do stuff and they gave us that name, the renegades, and it stuck, man. You know what I'm saying? And um That's so funny. It's crazy, man. Wild stories. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Wild stories. So that was just your crew that was my like dude. through high school uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like I had other, of course, black friends, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 Of course, but like those were the crew of dudes that weren't black that I genuinely had love for and I know them dudes had, you know, they genuinely had love for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they wasn't black. They wasn't from the hood. They, they, they didn't know nothing about no gang culture or nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was a totally different, like, Uh, uh, time being around them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: But you were able to find common ground. What do you think was the biggest, like, what do you think, uh, do you think the sports is what helped you gain that?
1: Yeah, the sports and the popularity. Because I was known for, you know, being a good football player. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Running back, linebacker on defense, whatever. I could dress nice You were a star I, Yeah, I always dressed nice You know what I'm saying And this is yeah. because I had money on the side Because I used to work And I sold weed You know what I mean I used yeah. to sell weed I had to get weed from my big cousin And all of them Yeah or Whatever So yeah, I always yeah, dressed yeah. nice And um, so I became like popular You know yeah. what I mean And then um, You know they just They just kind of spoiled You know Kind of went from there You know Yeah Yeah
0: I got you, <laughs> dude. That's awesome, man. I love learning about you. It's so I I just keep seeing similarities in our stories, man. I it, that's interesting. The more I learn about you, the more I find similarities. Yeah, and I wish more people would just sit down and listen. To people. Yeah. golly, yeah. that's oh, one. Yeah. That, that's one thing I'm being reminded of right now. Yeah. Like, why if more people would just sit down and listen and just. Be genuinely interested in your fellow man, you'll find and, out and your so
1: friends. You'll find out so much.
0: You'll find out so much,
1: man. Man, man, man.
0: Would you know that we had like any of those things in common, you know what I'm saying? Like Not uh, right off the
1: back I wouldn't, no. You wouldn't, right? Yeah. That's wild. I was I was surprised. Yeah, that's wild. But, but I knew you was a cool dude when when I found out your middle name was Dewanye though. DeWanye.
0: <laughs> Yo, you're so I'm so glad you mentioned that, dude. No right. one knows about that Dewanye. <laughs> Don't nobody know about that Dewanye.
1: Boy, that used to be hilarious. Yeah. Yo,
0: we're an hour and twenty five in. You wanna take a break?
1: All right, that's cool.
0: All right, cool. All right, brother, so we've been talking, we've been bouncing around a lot, but I really want to talk about um, your prison sentence a little bit more. I'm just really fascinated because I have some opinions on the prison system, right. and you've got the inside scoop, dude, right, right, so right, I just, right. <laughs> you know, I'm going to poke and prod on that for a minute. Okay. You spent nine years incarcerated, all uh, several prisons all in Georgia, right? Right, right. Um. Four mainstays, is that right? Yeah, like I know yeah. you spent some time at some transfer places and stuff yeah. like that, but you have four mainstays. Had, uh,
1: yeah, Dooley, Walker, um, down at uh Coastal, and then uh, that was it. Three, three main. Okay, three mainstays, mainstays. Yeah, three mainstays.
0: Okay, so what is what is that like? What is it like? As far as transferring goes, like, did you spend equal amounts of time at those places? No. Nah. Like, what, what is the rhyme or reason? Why were the transfers happening? What I, is all that about?
1: So, when I was at Walker, when I went to Coastal, it was supposed to be in diagnostics, right? And then I ended up staying down there a little longer because diagnostics is supposed to be like two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I ended up staying down there like four or five months or whatever. Like, okay. That. I don't know, for, not for no particular oh my, reason. all messed up, dang. But just, just because, you know, that's just yeah. how it goes sometimes. And so, from there, I got sent. All the way up to North Georgia to Walker State Prison, right? I was. And there. how long were you there? I was there for like seven months, and I probably would have stayed there a little longer, but I got into some shit, you know, to into a situation. <laughs> you can cuss, it's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. We don't, it's whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm wide open, brother. Yeah. I got into a situation, um, oh, with one of my lopes, man, you know. Um and so I got shipped from there. Then okay, so I it
0: was done. a confrontation yeah. that shipped you out.
1: Yeah, I actually started a riot out there, man. Not on purpose, but it just happened like that, you know.
0: Yeah, so it was just a fight that wound so, up... So what
1: happened was... that out yeah, for me, yeah, dude. I'm going to lay it out for you. So so I ain't even know... Started a
0: riot. I can't let that slide, bro. <laughs> I can't let us comment right. like, I started a riot slide. <laughs> 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 <You> gotta, <laughs> give me some more on that before we move on. I'm sorry. I got to...
1: Right. St- Screw it That's a record skip For me bro All right, So look I was uh, I was in this dorm Right And uh, it was an Open dorm setting Which means Everybody is in the dorm Together There's no privacy It's just beds in there Yeah Everybody's got locker boxes Nobody locked their locker boxes Everybody, yeah. everybody was like family If you needed some You just Hey man Let me You know Whatever
0: And this is In uh, I want to clarify This is in Walker again Yeah, yeah okay. man, Walker
1: State Prison Right It's always one of Old timey prison With the bars still Right Okay all right, so um this cat name um uh, I can't even remember his name, man. But anyway, he had just got to the camp from D-Ray James. He's a crypt too. And um and at the time I wasn't really on the car like that. I wasn't really trying to, you know, push the line or nothing like that. I was just really just doing my bid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause I seen how they was moving up there and I ain't really like how they was moving. So I ain't really associate myself with mm-hmm. them dudes like that. So anyway, one night we sitting on the bunk, me and my bump mate. And I seen the dude, like, crawling across the floor, like, on some sneaky stuff. And so there was another bump on the side of me uh, that a dude I was cool with, his name was Fanbro. He was from Griffin, right? He slept on the top. Everybody
0: knows someone from Griffin,
1: man. Yeah. And so his his bottom bump, mate, was an old white guy that just got to the dorm, right? Okay. He had a locker box full of goodies, full of stuff. They went over there and took the homie, you know, took his stuff, right? All right, so now this is where the politics kick in, you know. That's a no-go. Like, if any gang that you in or whatever, if, 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 if you in a dorm and the rules are no stealing, boy, that means no stealing, period.
0: Everybody respect each other.
1: Man, you better not steal nothing because you're going to
0: get it, right? So this late at night, everybody's crashed out. Yeah. So and homie's sneaking across the floor across for some freaking snacks. It, right, he see it. Is it, is it, is it greed?
1: Was man, it, it's greed. It's greed. He it's, had it. It's he, greed, and he know this a white man. See, they, they prey on the old white guy. They prey on the white guys. Period. It's a lot of yeah. racism going on, but they knew this was an old white man. They ain't think nobody's gonna do nothing about it. That's what it was. Mm. But this would happen. So my homie from Griffin got up. Everybody caught wind of it. Now the quiet, the dorm is quiet. Everybody, you know, walking around trying to figure out what's going on. My, host, my homie AC Fanbro came. He he was he had did like 12 years at the time. He was looking for parole. Now he he the type that he gonna go get you though. If if it's a problem, he gonna get you. He came, and he asked me straight up. He said, man, he said, I'm gonna ask you straight up. Look, homie, he said, don't tell me no lie. He said, um, you know what happened? I said, Yeah, bro, I know what happened. I told him straight up what happened. He's like, right, I'm gonna get him. I said, nah, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. So later on that night, I'm talking to my bump mate. And I was like, man, I really don't like what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really ain't, ain't cool with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a no-touch policy in here with that stealing stuff. Like, we can't have can't that to happen. So I walked over to the white dude. Didn't even know his name. Still don't know his name. I said, hey, man, you want your stuff back? He said, yep. That's all I needed to hear. He put his shoes on. I walked down there. I woke the dude up. He was on top bump, on third high bump. Woke him up. Hey, wake up. He came down. And uh by that time my bump man had started taking the stuff out of his locker box and handing it to the white dude, he was like, what y'all doing? Woo woo you know, we had some you know, exchange. Mm-hmm. I just put the hands on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now we fighting. So now his other homie, black, you know, he'll low too. He into it. But he's supposed to be the big homie at the at, but but you letting your big homie steal, right? That's a no-go. So he already in violation. I wouldn't even try to hear nothing he was saying. Yeah. So, but being that I'm from Atlanta. You know that's another thing. Like in the prison system, if you from Atlanta back in the well, back when I was in the prison system, it was Atlanta versus Savannah, right? Mm. Anything below Columbus, you was Savannah. Anything above Columbus, you Atlanta. And really? They, and that's how they was rocking, right? So you click up like that. Yeah, but now it's more so gang stuff. But back then it was kind of like that, right? Mm. So me being from Atlanta, I'm in the dorm full of dudes from Atlanta from the West Side. I know some of these dudes. <laughs> From the turf. Oh man. So when I go off on homie, you already know what it was. Yeah, you had
0: the you had the backing.
1: Man. Man, it erupted in there. I'm talking about it went crazy in there. Like everybody was it was up. It was up. It was up. As the young folks say. Did the they
0: have did they have some people backing them or no? It wasn't
1: no it wasn't no backing. He it was just get,
0: them he, two. You had
1: to get out the dorm. You gotta get out the dorm in them situation. Or you gonna die.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. So they're all in the same dorms. So yeah. w-
1: was this cat new or something? He what was, was his deal? He, he, had been to the, he hadn't even been at the camp two days. He just got Shh. there. And, and crawling across the floor. And somebody to put him on the mission. See, see, that's what I'm saying. The big, mm. he, he's supposed to be a big homie. See, in every camp, you got a big homie. You got a main crip, a main mm-hmm. homie that's going to control it, a main blood, a main GD, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's going to really be, okay. you know what I'm saying? And he's supposed to be a big homie at this camp, but you got your little homie over here stealing Man, that we ain't standing for that nowhere. You feel me? I, I, I later found out that my homie Buck, who came to Walker after me, right, I met up with him at Dooley. I later found out that when he got to Walker, he ran into that dude, and that dude had came to that camp. He had came to Walker because Buck sent him away from D-Ray D James. He was down in D-Ray. Really? D Ray, yeah, they, they blew him off the car down there because he was on that same type of stuff. I had later found that out, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, after the situation erupted, you know, the police come in with the ride gear, whatever, they get everybody, they lock us up, we'll take me to the solitary, I sit in the solitary, you know what I'm saying, they pull me out. And then um, dude asked me, like, what, you know, asked me what happened, you know what I'm saying? I told him straight up, I said, hey, man, dude was in there stealing, you know what I'm saying? I said, he stole that man's stuff, I went in there and got it, you know, we don't, we don't tolerate that, you know. The captain of the... Of the, of the facility at the time was who I was talking to, right? Right. It's an old white dude, you know what I mean? Like the head dude? Like he like an old rednecky dude, like rednecky dude. But guess what though? He respected everything I did, but he had to let he had to he had to ship me though. He had to because I had started that riot, and it was gang related. You know what I'm saying? It was all so
0: all of your homies erupted. I mean, we're talking about riot gear, the whole nine. These man, these CEOs had to come out went, with
1: it went ham in that thing. Boy, they locked up about ten of us that night. <laughs> Shipped all of us. Put that. They put that diesel fuel up on all of us, boy. But I sat in the hole like thirty six days though. Before they shipped me. Yeah, man. In the hole. In the room. Just a little bigger than this with no window.
0: Could you get a phone in there? Did you? I, not one? at the
1: time. I ain't getting no phone at the time. I was just writing. But I had homies on the outside. that was making sure I knew what was going on. You know what I mean?
0: So you had some sort of interaction with people? Oh, Yeah,
1: most definitely. Cause like I said, I had homies from the turf. Yeah. You know that that I knew from the turf. Like yeah. personal homies. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So you got ways. You work ways around. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was telling you that story about the, the road workers the other day, man, and I found that fascinating. Like, you know, I rode by, and they were all asking me for a pack of cigarettes or, yeah. or for a cigarette, and a, and I wound up throwing a whole pack of cigarettes yeah. out at them later on because um, they were doing the road work out here by the house. And you're telling me that pack of camels
1: is $100. Yeah, or better. But when I was in, it was 50 bucks. 75 bucks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And did you get involved in that sort of business?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Did that
0: but but not all places are like that. You're talking about there was there was open locker stuff. Oh yeah. So but you still were you still selling cigarettes and all that stuff? Like you could still
1: Oh yeah, you could still so so at that time cigarettes were still legal in uh the prison system you could still buy them in state prisons right so that was at that time because they're
0: still legal in fed federal prisons i I think i I think think so. so i don't
1: know. right so at that time they were still on the store you could still buy them it wasn't no issue it wasn't until around like 2010 or something like that when they outlawed them
0: and you were in
1: i was in and then so you had to buy you had to buy as much as you could right and hold them so you could black market sell them and then from there after everything was sold, you had to have somebody on the outside to put some stuff together for you and try to get it in. Yeah. how Do, do you know how that works? Do you oh, know man. the specifics on that? I know the specifics. I know everything about
0: that. Give me, will so, you give me so, a specific so, so, on that? So, so,
1: so this is this how it go, right? This is how it go. And, and again, this is how the, this how the politics works in prison. This is going to be most of the time a person that's bringing something in, he's working for a gang. You know mm-hmm. so he might not even be in the gang. He working for that gang.
0: And he don't look like a gang member necessarily.
1: He's just working for the gang. You better yeah. leave him alone. Don't touch him or they're gonna kill you, right? That, this, that's, this that's is it. a guy
0: who works at the prison.
1: No, this is the dude that's gonna be bringing those cigarettes in.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Just just right. some dude.
1: That's that they're gonna be that dude. Most just the dude. Most of the He's times, coming in to visit somebody? No, he's just gonna be that guy. He's gonna be a prisoner. Okay. Most of the time he's gonna be a white dude. That's just how it go. Most of the time, it's going to be the white dude that don't have a lot, and he ain't got a lot of heart. He needs some protection, mm. and he he got a habit, mm. so he going to work, you know what I'm saying, to support his habit. That's going to be the dude that get on those details to go out and work on the farm, right? Mm. Now, if an officer's bringing it in, that officer's going to get paid by somebody on the outside to bring in whatever they bringing in, in conjunction mm-hmm. with the Inmates that's working on the outside
0: So that's happening too There's that's, the that, corruption that's, going that's, that's on all, as well That's
1: what I'm saying The gang's going It depends on what gang control it The mm. me, the, me, the Migos got their people Yeah the Crips got their people Or the GDs might be working with the Crips Or the, you know, the bleak Does it
0: matter, like, which prison you're in too? Like, depending on which ones they might have uh, Like, ends with the COs and
1: stuff like that? Every prison got some crooked COs Because money talk, bro Because you got to think they get paid like every 2 weeks 1500 or something like that that ain't no money so guess what if i come to you and this how it, this, this is how it happens really you 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 make 1500 every 2 weeks you stressing you trying to pay your bills take care of your family yeah. right so i said hey man listen i'm going to give you 100 dollars tomorrow if you bring me a cheeseburger right you okay gonna, you're going to bring the cheeseburger? cuz you're going to be like shoot that's a 100 dollars Yeah. What I'm really doing is trying to test you out and see what you'll do. If you bring that cheeseburger, I know you'll bring me a pound of weed. Because that same cheeseburger... Eventually. Yeah. You know you'll get there eventually. Yeah, because that same cheeseburger will get you the same amount of trouble as that pound of weed. Right? So if you bring that cheeseburger, you're going to bring that pound. Your
0: job's gone.
1: If you get caught. Right? So wait...
0: Here's a question: Did you ever see CEOs get caught doing stuff like that, and they Man, just lose their jobs? They don't all, actually get like in
1: trouble, trouble all the time. Is it like
0: that good old boy stuff though, where like you won't see that CEO like really get in trouble for it? Like if he gets caught bringing a pound a week?
1: I've seen him not get in trouble. I've seen him get in trouble. I've seen him get walked out. I've looked out for the ones making the drop. I'm making sure that they don't get seen. With the phones and stuff, I've been on all sides of it, bro.
0: But you think you think more comes in from people though, who are like entering the prison system. So, like so, this dude gets, this dude's about to go in and do some time and or whatever. Is that how it works?
1: So, the bulk of it's going to come through the officers because that's the easier way. Mm. The small stuff comes through the prisoners. So the prisoner, mm. so small stuff. Right. So let's just say, let's just say you got a dude that's. You know he got some bread or whatever. He got some people in place. He gonna send his lady or his homeboy at you. He gonna say, "Hey man, I got five thousand, right? Cash money, five thousand that you can touch. That's your money. All you gotta do is take this pound of weed down to my homeboy. Make sure he get the weed. Make sure he get the phone. And when he call me and tell me he got the weed and the phone, that money yours. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you twenty five hundred up front though. What you gonna do? I'm gonna do it. Exactly. So that's one officer.
0: I'ma do it. That's a month and a half worth of my wages. That's
1: one officer. For one one drop. Right. That's one officer at one prison. Think about it. Think about that. For one drop.
0: Exactly. One officer, one prison, one drop.
1: Exactly. And this is happening all the time.
0: All right. Pay him five Gs, he makes the drop. How much is that pound worth?
1: Oh man, about twenty five thousand? Oh yeah. Once you break it all down, because a little bit, like not even a gram, like a half of a gram is like 50 bucks a week. Like a half a gram of weed is like 50 bucks. So you got a pound. You ain't, First of all, you ain't going to get it all at once anyway. You're going to get it yeah. you know, a little bit at a time. Yeah. And so over a period of time. Yeah, because you, you can't
0: just bring a brick in there. Man, you're right. going
1: to make so much money, bro. I, listen, dudes is paying for houses in prison.
0: Would you, what, were you getting dirt in there or were you getting...
1: Oh no. No, 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 You're getting no, no, right. no. Listen. I yeah I, <laughs> I ain't gonna say no names, right? But um one of my one of my dudes that's uh connected to a very real he a, a well known rapper. Uh uh-huh. very well known rapper. One of my dudes who connected to him, he was getting hit straight off the tour bus. Straight off the tour bus. Into the prison system. Oh man. Pounds of it. Pounds of it, bro. I, and, the, and, and it's and, worth and, so and much the, money. And the guards is bringing it in. it's bringing it in. Like clockwork, man.
0: Yeah, that's what you were telling me when I threw those cigarettes out of those... At those work detail guys, was yeah. that some of them guys cool? Some like of them CEOs, like if I had just approached them and been like, "Hey, this is for the guys," yeah, he would have let them have it. Yeah. Would he have let them like smoke it while they were out, but they can't take it back?
1: Exactly. That's what most okay. of them gonna do. That's what most of them gonna like, do. Like yeah, yeah, boy. They, they if they gonna let you do it, that's what's gonna happen. They are gonna yeah. they are gonna you know I, I'll let them smoke them, and that's it or is it going to be a no, you know what i'm saying? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cuz
0: dude was like just throwing them out the window. Yeah. He yeah. probably pocketed them, right? Made 100. Probably, he probably Do You did. think i made one dude's like month or you, did i make like those he, dude's day? He
1: just made it. like just, all you, of those dude's day. You just day. made you just made it week. But i'm gonna tell you how that stuff get in through the prisoner. I told you how it come in through the officer, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the work detail guys. This is a, this is a, this is how it gets in through the prisoners. Is the work detail guys, right? It's interesting.
1: So they got you know we we called it a Gucci bag or a Louis bag. That's what we called it, back in the day. But um, they got to shove their buttholes full. I do you were gonna say it. Yep. They shove their buttholes full. Of what, t- do
0: they put a condom up in there or something? Do they give them balloons? Whatever, whatever, whatever they can find to protect.
1: Yeah, gloves, balloons, whatever they got. Sometimes it goes bad. Sometimes they swallow stuff, and it goes bad. Cause they, they, I mean, this is meth. This is coke. This is weed. This is tobacco. Pills, whatever. We, whatever you want.
0: Anything. And sometimes your stomach acid might eat through it. You don't know. Maybe oh, the baggie didn't get tied right. Maybe oh, the balloon
1: didn't. Hey, man, I've seen. Maybe it was too big. I've seen some bad situations go down. Yeah, I've seen some people had to get rushed out. In the like strip. trying to pass
0: it. Like, like trying to get it out.
1: Yeah, it's.
0: It, do they. Do they. What's the preferred method? Is it better to come out? Some Is some, it better to poop it out or throw it up? Some
1: guys do try to do both, right? <sighs> uh, I've, some dudes get phones caught up. and have to go to the hospital. Yeah, imagine that.
0: What's the worst way you've ever seen something smuggled into a prison? Um... Is it that butthole stuff? Yeah, I had to it's say that. that butthole stuff, I had to right? Say that was like the worst. worst case scenario, like how much? Like was there just one dude <laughs> like he pulled it out and you were just like, what, how did you? So so what they like, do? So what they, was, they, give me one of the most wild scenarios. So what
1: you what, what, this is what happens, right? At at about four thirty five o'clock, you see all the guys coming in from detail, right? Yeah, well, you already know that some of them dudes coming with stuff. It's known. Yeah. They come every in every day, yeah, every day they come in <laughs> they, throw they they throw they, uh, they go and use the bathrooms, they throw the flaps up, which means they cover their windows or whatever, and then the dorm just smells like poop for like an hour because everybody's pooping, everybody's trying to get it out, whatever it is, and then in another hour and a half you're going smell cigarettes and weed, and there's going to be people walking around on meth
0: smoking. So they're they they go in, they're going in their cells and smoking. Yeah. They're going in the in, yeah. Some, in their rooms sometimes you and smoking. go in,
1: you, sometimes you go in your cells and smoke. Sometimes you smoke in the dorm. It depends on what your officer, who your officer is. Because I've been in dorms where officers don't care about nothing. They don't care if you got a phone. They don't care if you're smoking. They don't care if you're fighting. Just don't kill nobody.
0: Just don't kill nobody.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you get in the dorm with a Just officer,
0: don't kill yeah, nobody. Yeah, just don't kill nobody. You're I, kidding me. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Oh, yeah, but, for
1: real. Man, listen, I was in the dorm with a dude that... My one of my homies, um, he's about to fight the blood, right? Mm. And we had to go, we had to get on lockdown for count, cause they lock us down to count us. Dude told us, hey man, when y'all come out for count, y'all can fight. We came out for count. We went down there to the corner and, and let the homie get the fade, and they got the fade in front of the officer. Yeah, as long as we don't kill nobody, he was cool. So that's dangerous, though. Think about that. No,
0: I was talking to someone about this yesterday. You know how many punches it takes to kill somebody? One. one.
1: Yeah, one. <laughs> Oh one. Listen, you know how many. Oh, man. I, I just seen some stuff, man. Like I, it takes one punch yeah. to kill somebody. The yeah. right punch. Yeah. You know what, you know what, dude? That's
0: nasty stuff.
1: Yeah, to get punched in prison is the best thing that can happen to you. Why? Because you got shanks and you got these belts, <sighs> right? And on the end of those belts, you know what the combination lock is, right? They t- they call them dragon tails. Well, they lock that They lock, that lock on the end of it, and boy, look at here. It's nasty. That's
0: wild. We used to do that when we were kids, when we were getting fights. So uh, some of us would carry a padlock wrapped yeah. up in a bandana. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's like dra- we
0: put it in a bandana, yeah, and it it just, it call it'd, call it'd be it'd like a sack.
1: Yeah, call them dragon tails, man, and uh, yeah, it's ugly. It gets really ugly. <laughs> For real. Bro. Yeah, man. You hook that thing on the end of a belt, and wow. And you work on them, bro, if you got to. But most of everybody got shanks, though. You know what I'm saying? So to get punched is the best thing that can happen to you. To get in a fight is the best thing that can happen you. Were you stabbed? I've never been stabbed. Almost. Never been stabbed. Attempted? I've been in some situations. <laughs> I've been in some situations. Yeah, I've been in some situations. Got a couple of war wounds, you know. Yeah, I told you. I think I was telling you that, um, like, you had to go to – you had to tell your homie when you finna take a shower. You can't just go to the shower.
2: Yeah, you yeah. gotta tell I, some.
1: You gotta tell somebody so that he can be on point and watch you. With, he's armed. Oh, he gonna, his, he's yeah. got something. He's gonna have something, or he gonna tell the other homies too in the dorm. They gonna keep be an eye. Out. So you
0: got some sort of signaling yeah, before you got yeah. warning
1: eye contact. That, is that, major. That, that, that. We ain't even gotta talk. We just know.
0: So when you're a certain somebody, you can't just go take a shower,
1: man. If you anybody with any kind of name, or you. You know, if you affiliated, you know, you may not. See, I'm the dude that didn't really want no problems. Mm-hmm. But I got a lot of crip homies. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew some bloods. So you had affiliations. Yeah, I knew some bloods. I knew some GDs, but I got some crip homies. You feel me? So, yeah, I got to watch everything. I got to watch them. They watching me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What, during
0: this whole time, man, what were you thinking about, like, was it just straight up survival were you thinking about the future at all were you trying to plan out what you were gonna do like yeah yeah, yeah. were you like was there hopelessness in those however many stints in the freaking yeah in, man when you a were out? In...
1: a lot of dark days bro a lot of a lot of praying a lot of suicidal thoughts a lot of talking to yourself
0: did you think you were going to come out of it and do something different. Or did you even think about that? Was it just I, like I c I gotta get out?
1: I, I I thought I gotta get out, but I did have a plan though.
0: You did have a yeah. plan.
1: So I, I spent a lot of time reading. I I read my Bible, you know what I'm saying? I did a lot of yeah. praying. Um I I wrote a lot. I like to write. I wrote a lot of poetry and wrote some stories, wrote some music, did some you music. You to told me about some of that. Yeah. We used to have talent shows and stuff, so I would go out there and perform. You know what I'm saying? That was really? the stuff that kept my mind going. You know what I'm saying? And I just wanted to get out and just do something different. I didn't want to I didn't want to do nothing that revolved around being in the streets. I wanted to get out, get married, have kids, work, pay taxes. You know, cut grass, like You wanted to regular, pay taxes. Yeah, like regular people do. You know what I'm saying? I wanna do something different. Just
0: so you didn't end up back in prison? Just What so I, yeah. what
1: was the motivation? like Well that and just because like you know the Lord had shown me my life mm. in so many different ways, mm. and how He saved my life in so many different ways. Mm. Bro, I been shot at and everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like for real. So
0: yeah, I mean, you were so you were on the streets for ten years, roughly, roughly locked up ten years. Yeah.
1: So you know, the Lord has spoken, man. He's shown me like, hey, this is just you know. You got to make a choice, basically, you know. And so I realized that, man, if I wanted to be a a person that has a family, you know, a house, a car, and all that, and not have to worry about nothing, man, I got to do some some different things. Yeah. You know, so I started just doing different things, bro. I just, like I said, I wrote, and I just started planning, you know. Started planning for what I was going to do. Praying about it. Praying. I never stopped praying. Even on my hardest days... When I was in the midst of funk and everything that was going on, man, I still was talking to the Lord, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to, bro. Was that something instilled in you as a kid? Yes, my grandfather is a pastor. Really? My dad's dad was, yeah, he a Morehouse man. He had his own church in Mississippi. Morehouse, yeah, yeah he Morehouse. Oh, come morning. on, big yeah, deal. Man. And you know what's crazy is that um, my family always thought I was gonna grow up and be a pastor, like, be a preacher. I'm not saying that I. Don't You know, it may ha- it still may happen. Bro. Yeah,
0: you're very well spoken. Right. I mean, I can totally see this. Like, I wanted to <laughs> point out, by the way, like, if you are still writing and doing the poems, I think you should continue to do that man, and, and like, d- maybe even do some sort of release to the world I of need something. To,
1: I need to. And, I, and, you know, to be honest, man, I kind of set it to the side, bro. I, I really? Wa- I walked away from that, and I walked away from doing the music because I just really wanted to focus on being a family man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, I realized that I had, both of my parents growing up, bro. Yeah. Something that a lot of my homies didn't have. They were stable parents too. And like I say, we started out in the hood and all that, but they were stable parents. They yeah. had work. We we really didn't hurt for anything. Yeah. So I just like, you know what? That's the life I want. How many brothers and sisters did you so have by the my, way? My older brother who passed away, DeAnthony, my sister, um, and then my little brother Sean. Okay. Right. And then I got a sister named Amber. She ain't my biological sister, but she my sister though. She's sister, though. That's my sister. Shout man. out to Amber. That's my baby, man. I love her to death. I love her like she is my sister for real. Yeah, she's younger? Yeah, she she a year younger than me. Cool. Yep. That's what's up. So yep.
0: so your grandfather was a pastor, so yep. you kind of you got to know the Lord as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then um I went to I went to church a lot on uh, you know, we went to church off a of high tower on the west side. My grandma, my mom's mom was one of them grandmas that like Man, if you stay with her, you got to go to church. You ain't going to stay at her house and don't go to church. She's right. still like that. If you're
0: there on Sunday. Yeah, bro, you're going to or church. Or Wednesday, yeah. whatever, like so whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So I grew Is up that in type church? of thing? Yeah, I yeah. grew up
1: on the church, man. I grew up in the church. I love the Lord, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm one of them people that like, I'm I'm stubborn in my faith. There's nothing yeah. it's no nothing you can say or do, show me anything, YouTube video, nothing to make me believe that that Bible ain't real. That Bible real, bro. Yeah. 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 I don't question on. it. I don't question it at all. I love that. For real. And I'd be ready to die about that. So that's me, you know what I'm saying? That's why I stand on my faith, man. I, and that's all I had at one time.
0: <sighs> what time? That's all you yeah, had, that's with? All I had yeah. in prison, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. At at that time in yeah, prison, that that's time, all that, you all all had. All I had was faith. my
1: faith. Yeah.
0: That's it. Yeah, dude, cuz I we were talking about that a little bit before. I <laughs> Because your wife is such a lover, man, and getting out and she's she's such a caregiver she's yep. such a you know and yep. getting out of somewhere like the prison system into a, and, and being able to live a life with a woman like Keisha like yeah going from somewhere where no one cares about you I right. mean at the end of the day, right, right like your homie's got your back right your homie's got your back right but
1: they about theirs, though. They, they about they, theirs, yeah, too. They, they trying to get out, too, yeah. You know? Yeah, most definitely. It's
0: like no one's trying to snitch on nobody, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I- if, if you pass, that sucks. We yeah, hate right, it. Right, like, right, yeah, right. We surviving over here, yeah, though. Right, we right. Got, you know?
1: At the end of the day, that's what it is. We surviving talking. over yeah, here. That's right, that's right. You yeah, know? So
0: you go from that sort of situation to—and and, and, um uh, deprivation, you were deprived of so much in prison yes. right I, I think yes. that's what I, I that's think that's the, that's what I've been looking for. <laughs> yes, that's, I wanted to put my my finger on it deprivation. Yes. you were experiencing so much deprivation in the in the prison system that you're able to come out and have a girl like Keisha is such a big deal. So in what way like in what way do you think the prison system sucks? At 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 setting people up. What way do you think it does good? Is there anything good that comes? Like, do they help at all? Like, you went to a halfway house for your last year. Right. Is there? Is there? What sucks and what's good about it? Like, where? What? Tell. Talk to me about that situation.
1: Okay. So, so the halfway house is a good thing, right? It's a good thing, and I'm gonna tell you why.
0: Because you got to go and get a job.
1: You got go to go and get a job. You are able to save money, right? So. In that process of me working, um, I saved almost about $10,000, bro, you know what I'm saying, that I got when I was finished, mm-hmm. as opposed to coming home fresh off of a bid bro. with $35 because the state going to give you a $35 check when you get out. That's it, bro, and whatever you got on your books. You feel me? So $35. Yes.
0: That's what you get to start with. What does that pay for?
1: A, a pack of cigarettes and, and a drink. Yeah, you know what, what
0: is it supposed to pay for? Why did they give you thirty five dollars? It used to be twenty-five. Why do they but what what's That's, like what's the purpose? Is it a bus ticket? Is it a?
1: they'll get you one of those too if you need it, a bus ticket and, and thirty-five dollar check, bro, and the ID that say you just got out straight up. So going to the Hack House what? is great because I was able to get out. Now, <laughs> mind you, mind you, Keisha was working at UPS. She had just started at UPS on Fulton Industrial as a loader, making nine fifty an hour, bro. And money was super tight. Now at the time, I was hustling a little bit, but I wasn't really hustling. Yeah. Um, before I got to the halfway house, because I was trying to stay out of trouble. So when I got to the halfway house, um, I was working. Now this is the bad thing. I wasn't able to send her the amount of money that I needed to send her because they capped it. They would only let me send her one fifty per month. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What's what? That's not no money. That's no money. Right. I needed to send her five and six hundred dollars a month to yeah. get her started. So yeah. I wasn't able to get her started. So that's the bad part. But like I say at the end, they wrote me two checks. And um one of the first things we did was went to the bank and cashed that check and I put all that money in her hand. I put all of it. I ain't keep nothing. No, from you me. didn't. I put all that bread in her hand. So whole cash. Tax. Yeah. Cause that's cause she rolled, bro. She rolled. She rolled, bro. She earned it, right? Like, like
0: that was some one of the least things you could do at that point. Is that is that what you the way you looked at it?
1: That and make sure I married her. You know what I'm saying? Because I told her I would. You owed that to her, man, in a major way. Because you know we had went nine years without seeing each other before we got back together. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't see each other from (sighs) we didn't see each other from 2003 to 2012. I caught my case in 2004. 2012. I just was playing around on Facebook. I had my little brother to hook me up a Facebook page, and I had a phone. <laughs> so what happened was one of my one of my homies, uh, my homie Bird from Meckin, one of my crib homies or whatever, he had went to the halfway house. He shot me the phone up under the door at the time because I had just lost my phone in the shakedown. He shot me the phone under the door. I got on Facebook, shot her a message. Right three weeks later, she get the message. That was in 2012, and she couldn't believe it. She, like, couldn't believe it. But it was me. I called her. I told her I was sorry for everything. I told her I loved her. You know what I'm saying? I was just so happy to talk to her, bro. Like, it had been so long, man. You got your case in 2004,
0: and this was 2012.
1: Yes, sir. That's a long time. Yeah, and I hadn't talked to her since 2003. That's a long time, Nine years, son. Yeah, bro. So we connected, man. And she did them last, you know, two and a half, three years with me. And uh, I told her I was going to marry her. No, and I meant that too. I said I'm, I'm, I'm marry you. Yeah. I when I actually when we got off the phone <laughs> that first conversation, right when we got off the phone. Yeah. I called my mom's up, and my mama know I don't play. You know about no girls and all that. I don't just be saying no anything about no lady. I called her and said, I just talked to your daughter in law. She said who? I had. I, and so mind you, I had my mom looking for her. So really? I, yeah. Cause I was trying to write her. I was trying to get in touch with her for some years. So when she said who? I said Keisha. She knew who I was talking about. She already knew. Yeah. Yep. For real. Yep, she already knew. So
0: your mama, did your mom like her? Because y'all saw each other before. Mama, your mama loved her?
1: My mom knew. My mom remember her from when we first knew each other in seventh grade. You know, we grew up together. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. So right. See, see, Kisha knew me back when I was doing the dirt and everything. She right. She know, know me. Yeah, so moms knew her because she was in the band. You know what I'm saying? Uh. I played football or whatever, so she knew Kisha. Um, and uh, so... I think she, at that time, too, she was wanting me to just focus on being, you know, getting out, not yeah. so much. Because I had already been in some relationships with some chicks or whatever that, you know, went sour. But I think she was like, okay, that's cool, but I just need you to focus on coming home. She didn't really think it was going to be as serious as it, you know, became. But I knew in my heart of hearts, I was like, boy, I got her. It's over with now, man. I ain't feel that. nothing happen." You know what I mean? I put her on that visitation list, and boy, it was history. She was hitting the highway up. Really? Yeah, coming to see me. She was there. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, a Good woman, man. Yeah, I respect
0: the mess out of her. Yeah, man. I respect the mess man, that's out a hard, of her. That's
1: a hard life to live, man. That's a hard thing for a woman to be with a man that's incarcerated and 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 like not you know do anything on the side. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I and, and to expect her to do that is almost like asking for too much. You know, yo, what I'm
0: listen, as a dude,
1: yeah. So I you know, yeah, I couldn't
0: man. do it. it. It's crazy. I couldn't do it. You can't tell me that it's going to be an indefinite amount of time or whatever. Man, it's a
1: hard life to live, bro. You can't tell me that. You know? I'm not And to be 100% honest with you, bro, I'm one of them dudes that I'm a realist, right? If, yeah. If it had gone on, I wouldn't even care because I understand. You know what I'm saying? I knew where I was at. That's such a tough spot to be. It's a tough spot to be in. But see, I. Are
0: you driving yourself insane at night? Yeah. Thinking was, those thoughts sometimes? Dude. Sometimes
1: you do. Sometimes you do because it had already happened to me. I had already <sighs> dealt with a chick that got pregnant on me. Two chicks got pregnant on me. One of them got married. This during the 10 years. This prior to getting with Keisha. So I was already like, you know, a little traumatized on the relationship tip. Yeah. So at that point, I didn't know what her situation was. I just wanted to be in touch with her. And I just needed her to know that I was sorry for how I left things in 2003. Yeah. You feel me? If she had a dude or a kid or whatever, it wouldn't have mattered. That's cruel. Right. You I just, just let her know. I just need you to know I love you and I'm sorry. Now, anything that come behind that, I was cool with. You know, I was with yeah. her. She did have a dude at the time, as a matter of fact. Like, yeah,
0: I remember her telling me yeah, about
1: it that. It yeah. was a shaky situation. They was kind of like breaking up or whatever. Right. And I just told her, I'm going to fall back. I'm going to let you handle your business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to keep doing my bid. Or whatever, you know, if you need to talk, hit my line. She was able to call me on the cell phone while I was in prison, bro. Yeah, (sighs) for real. That's so, so
0: nice. <laughs> That's so nice, though. So I
1: told her I you know, you need to cry, you need to talk, whatever. You hit my line. I'm a you know.
0: But you would still have to use the freaking phones in that in the in the, in no, the prisons. I, I had stopped using the
1: phones in the prisons. Yeah, man. just whatever. Yeah, it was whatever at that point, man.
0: Yeah, I mean you said you got caught with a phone at a shakedown and stuff uh, like got, that. Was that a big deal?
1: Yeah, I got caught with a couple phones. So, was that a big deal so to at, these at people? At one time they were trying to give you more time. They were trying to give you five years. Right, five that, years for a phone. Yeah, they was trying, but it didn't happen though. That's, who, who's gonna? What judge is gonna sign off on that? This is a phone, man, not a gun. How did you get in all those? How
0: did you get in all that trouble and not get any additional time?
1: Because they don't care. You know, the only way
0: you are gonna because you said you. I mean, you incited a freaking riot, but all right. that, and you got. And that, I right. mean, now that I'm thinking about it, like you yeah. just got transferred.
1: Yeah, now you can't get in trouble for these things.
0: Sure, right. But you just managed to not get any additional time tax on.
1: Is that more favor? Is that favorite I mean, in story or what? That, 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 I'm going to say that's favorite, but here's the reality of it. It's prison, bro. There's These so, things happen. so many worse things going on. It's happening. Dudes is getting killed every day. Dudes is getting raped every day. It's, you know, like, it's so... Some of that stuff, they don't even care about. You know what I'm saying? They just going to put you in the hole, let you ride away for 40, 50 days, let you out, put you back in the same dorm sometimes. You know? Yeah. Listen... I've seen them people put dudes that have been beefing in the same dorm after they get out the hole. They just was beefing, and y'all gonna put them right back in the same hole. That's purposeful, right? Come on, man. You know what's gonna happen. Purposeful, it's purposeful, right? Know, you know what's gonna happen. Do you
0: think there is that like antagonizing aspect of it for the, some of like yeah for some of these do, yeah. like uh, maybe some of these prison systems oh, like yeah. that's an issue I've got is some of these privately like the privately owned prison system right uh, that messes with me. They're making a lot of money off of people like these work yeah. detail dudes yes. we were talking about, yes, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes. They're making a lot of money.
0: You mentioned something before, and this is so, <laughs> this is so insulting, dude. Yeah, it's so insulting. Uh, you were offered a work detail when you were in Unadilla. Yep. What was the work detail?
1: Uh, working on a farm like a slave, basically. Work. I was gonna be cropping. Whatever that means, you know. Crap it. I, don't, I don't even know. what that even know don't I'm you a city crap. boy. I don't even know about no <laughs> cotton. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, Unadilla—that's—that's that's not that far from like Dublin and stuff like that, right? Yeah, Dublin's it, covered in cotton fields. Man, it's I'm all. Not trying to be a,
1: yeah, it's cotton fields down there. I know there, there's bro. Got a, lot a
0: lot of tobacco. I know I tobacco there's fields. a lot, of, a lot of stuff yeah, like that. A lot of lo- pecans
1: and all that yes. type stuff down there. Yeah. So the lady, you know, I was looking for something to do. I wanted to. um You did. You wanted the work detail. I, yeah, I wanted to fill my day up with some with some activity. Yeah. You know did you saying? want it in this in inside or outside? I I didn't really matter. I just yeah. wanted something to do. But she said, "Well," in her exact words, "Well, I could put you on the farm." Man. Man. <laughs> Man. That's
0: insulting, right? It is very insulting, bro. That's insulting. Yeah. Because you're not you're getting no money for this. Man,
1: listen. My exact words were, Do I look like a foreign nigga to you? <laughs> and I don't blame you for that. Right. I don't Man. blame you Man. one bit for that. Man. Do I that was like- a
0: deserved <laughs> response in that moment. That's so insulting. Man. I sit here and wonder like how how as a society we expect to send um and 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 you're such a cool dude. So like, don't take this the wrong way. You know, right. I'm just framing here. Right, right, I'm just right. Framing the question, like how we as a as a society can expect to send criminals to situations like what you're talking about in these prison systems, mm-hmm. and expect them to come out different, and expect anybody to come out different or better it's
1: not gonna happen bro
0: how is how is anyone gonna come out of those situations better how is anyone gonna come out of solitary confinement better how is anyone gonna come out of having to play survival mode forever deprivation it's not deprivation is a terrible place to be yes yes it is when you're deprived of things like just your life liberty and pursuit of happiness when you're deprived of those things it's terrible yeah yeah it is awful and i'm not saying that people don't deserve punishments i understand right, right, that right, exactly right but it doesn't seem right the way we handle it the way we carry it out it's way off base yes yes it's man. way off base you put you throw someone in this in a room like you're talking about like the size of this studio yeah. cell uh, block walls no windows yeah what do you expect that person to think when they get out of there yeah after a month by themselves. Oh,
1: oh, and by the way, you only get to shower once every other day. And you only get an hour outside to see the sun and stretch and fart or whatever you need to do. Yeah.
2: Shoot.
1: And you might get a phone call. You might. You know. Lord forbid you have a medical emergency because the, the COs ain't coming to check on you like that. So that's why that's why dudes start setting their cells on fire where they start flooding their cells out.
0: To get attention. To get attention. Just Just to get get someone's attention. Yeah. So let me ask you: Do you know? Did you? Were you listening about that Epstein stuff? Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how like he wound up dead in his prison cell, right? They say, yeah. I mean, he was in a detention center, I should say, right? Yeah. Do you think that's legit? Like these two security (sighs) guards were sleeping at night. He killed himself in his cell. Like I'm not uh, saying I'm not asking you if I th- if if you think he committed suicide or something. Do you think that's a plausible situation knowing very, the prison system? Very,
1: very, very plausible situation. Like because guards go to sleep. Guards go to sleep. They get distracted and things do happen. I just I don't believe that. happened. I don't
0: think Epstein killed himself. Yeah,
1: I don't think that I, happened personally. But that. What? But, want, yeah. but that is a plausible, yeah, that does, you know. You're talking
0: about stuff. getting ignored, like, yeah, as, yeah, as prisoners yeah, and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 that
1: definitely happens. Did, uh,
0: did you feel like you were treated like a human being while you were Ooh, in there? Oh,
1: no, 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 brother, no, no. How could you? Because, listen, you got to beg, you got to do, kick the door, you got to act crazy just to get attention sometimes. You might just need a, a fork. A uh, right, you just to trying to get with. someone's attention. Man, I just need a fork to eat with. Man. I just need to ask you a question. I, I just need say I just two need, words. I just need a form to fill out so I can go to the dentist. If I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't talked to my family in three weeks, I haven't seen them in two months. Can I just get some steps so I can write a letter? You know what I'm saying? That little type of stuff. Can I just get a pen to write a letter? Bro, you know? For real, like, for real, real talk. Like, those types of things. You know what I'm saying? And then in some places, they'll stick two men in the cell, solitary confinement, for 23 hours. Yeah. No. Yeah, bro.
0: 23 hours a day. You're in, like, me and you. Listen,
1: that's how I told you, me and Amigo, that I got cool with when we got the phone. We was in in a solitary confinement cell for 23 hours a day with each other. For how long, do you think? That was a close another. That was about another forty days.
0: Is that really solitary confinement at that point, though? Because you got somebody else in there with you. Uh, yeah, so it's just overcrowded, yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's,
1: that's all. It's just overcrowded. That's was, why they do, do that. Do you think that? Did that have anything to do with you moving around too? Was there overcrowding everywhere? Oh yeah, man. They packed. This, they packed the prison system so tight that like they got three high bunks. You know, three high bunks. Yeah, the the, the 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 tall bunk probably about this high. Then you got that middle, and then you got the one down there right there by the floor. And and the mice will jump on you while you sleep. Yeah. I had mice running in my room while I was sleeping at night. I could hear them in the trash cans and stuff. Yeah. All kind of stuff going on. Yeah. 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 Bro, that's not,
0: like, uh, that's not, livable. That's, that's uh, not humane at all, is no. it? No. Yeah, exactly. That's not. I Like, I'm sitting there imagining it. Like, I'm trying to go to sleep, and there's just, you know, I hear the rats. And there's yeah. nothing I can do about it. And you can't it.
1: sleep. Cause do you hear the rats?
0: Yeah. No, I'm not going to
1: sleep. All right, I'm gonna tell you something else. This ain't called solitary confinement, but this is just straight population. So we were going to a chow hall right midsummer. Yeah. The whole ceiling is packed with dead flies and live flies. I used to have to eat my food in sections. Right. I would have to take paper towels and cover up whatever I wasn't gonna eat first to keep the flies from falling down or keep them from flying into my food. 'Cause the ceiling is covered in flies. Yeah. That's how bad it is, man. And they don't care about that type of stuff. Is you might be up there to get your tray and see the see the mice like run across the tray line. Like, if for real. And they got prisoners back there preparing, you know, preparing then, your food. And they might be a dude that like to, you know, play with itself and all that kind of stuff. Like You don't never know. You never know. You never know. Is,
0: is that why is that why you don't eat like
1: you try not to eat in that Chow Hall. That and no,
0: but but you've got like a restricted diet now. Is yeah. that because of choice or is that because of you just got you just kind of got used to it? Yeah, ooh, that's kind of bland food or yeah. not, I don't want to say bland food, but you just yeah. got used yeah. to a limited diet.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. It was that, and I just some of that stuff I just uh, you know don't mm. like it no more, man. Yeah, that pork, dude. Yeah, we were like, talking about like that like pork like dog. I cannot eat anything white and cold besides ice cream. I will not eat anything. Really, yeah, because we used to have this dish called uh, it was grits and it was called they called it shit on the shank, right? Sometimes it would be white and it's creamy and it looks like throw up, bro. Grits, it was supposed to be grits with some gravy on with some white gravy and biscuits, and it just looks like
0: but it would come out solid all the time, man, right? Like it's cold so nasty, and nasty,
1: man. It's so gross, bro, and stuff like that. And then, like, when you know, when you're supposed to have sour cream, but it don't look like sour cream though it looked like cottage cheese mixed up with something else you know whatever like so i that nah i'm cool you know mystery foods and all of that so then they got this thing called Neutral loaf, right so neutrilove they oh, int- yeah i was
0: supposed to remember yeah.
1: about that so loaf, they introduced that um back in like 2005 i think okay and it started as a discipline
0: doesn't sound good yeah
1: it started as a new as a uh, disciplinary uh action <laughs> and what it is is a piece of bread about this big and it's about this thick, and it's every meal of the day mixed up together and baked into a loaf, and that's what they would give you. Yeah, that's what they would give you. No, twice a day. Yeah, twice a day. And the lunch sack. Yeah, you get like a little lunch, a little sack of like. For uh, getting in trouble,
0: that yeah. like if you did something. Yeah. Like if
1: you got, if you got caught with a phone. Yeah, that's how they did you. If you if you was in the, that was in the county too though. Yeah, that was in the county. But in like county jail. They started that in the county jail. And then I think they integrated it into the prison system, but they started that in the county jail, though, really, yeah, neutral love man, man that ain't, that's 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 inhumane, bro, that's awful, yeah, so think about it. you in the cell, you got mice, you got mice poop, you got roaches, you got,
0: and just because you wanted to have some sort of contact with people on the outside, say you had a phone or say like. You, you just wanted some cigarettes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just want yeah. to smoke a freaking cigarette. Yeah,
1: or if you, tried to, if you tried to get a second tray in the lunch line, they call it doo wopping when you jump back in the line and get a second tray, they'll lock then you up. Then
0: you get this neutral loaf.
1: Yeah, they'll lock you up for that. Some officers will lock you up. on. They, they, they looking for a reason to lock you up.
0: But you, they put you on neutral loaf? Yeah, they will. For stupid stuff like that?
1: Yeah, they, they used to in the county. But like I say, when you're in the, <laughs> prison, system, in the prison system, you're going to get whatever they're feeding. But that loaf going to be on that tray, though. <laughs> and that lunch sack gonna come in that flap so if you don't have no store goods or you don't got no homies on the outside to make sure you straight man your time gonna be hard bro folks be killing themselves in there cause they can't take it they just can't take it right they, they just,
0: it sounds so stressful
1: it is man and, and I, I can't tell you how many tears I cried just being in there listen the first the very first time I went to the hole I found out my grandfather died right he got burned up in the house fire Another time I was in the hole, I found out one of my cousins passed away. He drowned. You know what I'm saying? You be getting news in there from the streets that, like, man, it just, it'll just make you lose it, bro. And I can tell you the only way that I was able to hold it together was my faith, man. I'm Come on. You. That was it, Come dog. on. I just knew, like, man, God going to get me through this, man. That's All I got to do about. is just stand to- 10 toes and he going to get me through, you know.
0: You just stood tall on that faith. That's it, bro. That's it. You had no clue what that looked like. You had no clue what man, that was going to shake whatever, out like. Like, whatever it was going to be. Sometimes you're just standing on it. I had
1: so much faith in getting out and being a family man, bro. I already had picked out Kazai's name. Really? Her name was already picked you out. You thought this out. Man, her name was picked out way before she was here. Because I knew I was going to get out and be a family man, bro. I had prayed about it. And I knew that's what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was going to go get to. I wasn't just going to get out and be like, you know, oh, what I'm gonna do next. I knew what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? And you came out hustling, man. Man, bro, listen, I hit the ground running because I wasn't playing.
0: You like, came out hustling, man, dude. Came, getting that man. job, yeah. fixing them roads and stuff, man, traveling wasn't all wasn't the playing,
1: time. man, I said I wasn't playing. It ain't been no easy journey at all. When did you get did you get that job before Kaziah was born? I got it literally the month we found out Kisha was pregnant. Really? Yep. Oh my gosh. And the I didn't timing I didn't start. Traveling really until like right when she was born. Oh
2: my gosh! Because
1: all the jobs before that was 285, uh, like around here. You know what I'm saying? They just
0: happened to be in this area.
1: Yeah, and then so right when she was about to have the baby, I had went to Auburn, Alabama, and then I went to uh Ufala, Alabama, and that's where I was at when she was going about to go in labor. I had to drive from Eufaula like three hours. To, yeah. To uh to Noona. yeah. Yep. Man. That's pretty dope. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Four three sixty, man.
2: You were,
0: I mean, hit the ground, run. I had
1: to, man. I had to. I had to change my ways, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you earlier, like that's
0: such a that you're going so like hard contrast, hard left turns in your life, just constantly.
1: I had to, bro. Because like I say, I realized that I had a good life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like despite coming from the hood and all that, like I had a good life. My folks did everything they could to make sure that we were straight. Mm. So, if I had to be real with myself, I had to realize that it was my choices. You know what I'm saying? That led me down these paths that I went down. So, mm. the man in me gonna say, okay, well, what you gonna do now? You gonna keep making them choices, or you gonna change your mind up? You know, change your ad, you know, change your attitude and everything. So, right, act the man up, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know. This is what I want to do, man. Like in the Bible, God say choose life or choose death, right? Sure. So in the sense I chose life. Yeah. You know, I had got, yeah. got baptized for the first time in my life. Once you, know what, what you got out? Yeah, that was in 2016. Me and Keisha got baptized together. Really? Yeah. I had never been baptized before, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I grew up in the church, but I never been baptized before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wanted to do that just just to, you know, as an outshowing of the Lord, man. That like I really believe, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. really believe. I ain't I ain't all the way right, of no, course.
0: No, but there's an importance with identifying with the death, burial, and the yeah. resurrection, yeah. right? There's yeah. a r- huge
1: yeah. importance. But in I that. I really believe, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like I say, man, it was just a matter of choices, bro. I knew I had to change. I yeah. had to. I had to, man. I had to. Mm. Yep. <sighs>
0: dude that's so intense i'm i I keep thinking about jump like the culture shocks you 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 experience like over and over and over again yeah yeah. That's insane. You yeah. realize that, right? Yeah, like yeah. you were jumping from one situation to another situation yeah. to another situation. It was just constant. Yeah, you just never know. You're always on your toes.
1: Always, man. Always on the swivel. Head always on the swivel, man. Are
0: your siblings like you as far as being quiet
2: and
1: reserved and stuff like that? Nah, my sister very loud and vocal. <laughs> <laughs> my little brother, he uh, he 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 vocal. My, yeah. My big brother, rest in peace, man. He was um, he was the he was like the brainiac. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't no street dude, but he knew all the street dudes, right? Mm. Remember Shawty Low Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Shawty yeah. Lowe. All right, so him and Shawty Low they go back to, like, elementary school. Really? Yeah, Shawty Low baby mama, uh, Chocolate, she passed away too, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? That was, like, a dear friend of ours. Wow. And I met all them people through my my brother, kind of, like, from that circle. But he wasn't no street dude, though. People just loved him just because he was charismatic and he was a very spiritual dude, right? yeah. He could, anywhere, everywhere, he gonna give you some truth. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? That's the type of dude he was, man. I was just, I was just, just the black sheep, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Black sheep? Nah, man. (laughs) Come on now, you gotta, see. Look, man, I got a question for you. I've been thinking about this a lot because you're super creative and I want, I, I think that's so cool that you do the writing and you do the poems and stuff like that. How many dudes who are creative like you are? get stuck just and i know it's i know it's nothing in comparison to being in prison but just get stuck surviving right on the outside just paying their bills yeah just hey let me get an hour with the kids let me get two hours with my kids let me get okay you know just surviving how many creative guys get held back just trying to survive they're not able to pursue these passions dude. a lot of us what do you got any ideas on that, man? How do you? What do you do about that? How do we promote that? How do we get people to? Um, how do we? How do we as a society become more accepting of the fact that uh, the arts need to be promoted rather than demoted? Like you, you look at public schools and they're taking the music programs yeah. out, they're taking the art programs yeah. out, they're doing yeah. this and that and the yeah. other, and it's like we need to be promoting this in, in people.
1: They did the same thing in the prison system; took all that stuff away. Really? Yeah, yeah man. Um, what,
0: at, so at one time there was some sort of arts program oh, yeah, where bro, like
1: I was performing like once a week on doing talent shows man and, and they had contests and uh spoken word and all I was doing all of that man and they came snatched it out Really yeah. why cuz it changes your mindset it keeps you from going crazy yeah. They want you to go crazy so you can yeah, stay they, there Yeah You know what I mean? But back to what you were saying, though, about the fatherhood and all that, like, man, I've been trying so hard to delve back into my creative self, right? Mm hmm And try to find that balance between being a father, a husband, and like really homing in on what I really like to do on you yes and i just can't find it right now bro and it's frustrating it's so and, escaping and and, and and i have to be honest there like i think i probably went through a, a, a bout of depression probably in the last couple of months just because of that you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah and it affected my marriage it affected you know the 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 communication between me and Keisha because i shut down yeah. you know what i'm saying when you get out of touch with yourself yeah, it's rough yeah bro i shut down and, and 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 you know i'm like man i got to i got to find that light again you know what, mm-hmm. what i'm saying but like you say it's just hustling bro just trying to make it work
0: just trying to make it work like, just trying to make yeah, sure the bills get paid yeah, just trying to, sur- to like at, sure at the these... end of the day it's like i just tried to survive today that's yes, all i did was yes, survive yes, like yes, i woke yes. up and i was late from the second i woke up no matter what i'd like i was behind schedule from the time i woke up until the time i went to sleep i just survived yes
1: <laughs> that's life
0: and it's like how, and then, there's, you know, one day turns into a week, turns into a month, right? Yep. And you just keep going like that. Yep. And there's yep. so many creative people. Like, how much good music could we enjoy if people had more time to invest into yeah. into their creativeness?
1: Yeah. Yep, for real.
0: You know? Um, for real, man. There's got to be some sort of solution out there. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is.
1: I don't know, but I would say that what you're doing right now is 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 you doing that, right? You created a space for yourself and others.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you
0: know. yeah, in a way, in a way I mean this was definitely my vision was this podcast was was a vision of mine that I executed. Um but at the same time do I devote as much attention as it deserves? if I'm honest with myself, I think it's a good enough idea that I don't give it enough attention. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't... It's just not fitting in the... It, I'm falling into that survival category, right? right? right Where it's right. like, I don't have the time to sink. Like, I wish I could do a show a week every yeah. Friday night. Right, someone right. else is new. Right, you right. know, someone else is on. That would be fantastic. But right. it's like, is she that, that. Yeah. is that realistic? Right. Like, I got... We were talking about riding the hoverboard earlier. I got to be at work on Monday, bro. Yeah, I can't afford it. What are you talking (laughs) about? I can't ride a – I would love to try to ride a hoverboard. That would be a lot of fun. It seems like it would be really cool. But if I fall and just the smallest thing happens and I can't go to work on Monday,
1: what? That's an issue. That's why I walked away from the music kind of sort of too, though, man, because I just realized that if I really wanted to pursue the music the way I wanted to – First of all, I was going to need some bread that I didn't have. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Um, And then I was going to have to sacrifice some time that I really didn't have. Yeah. Because I just did 10 years, right? Now I'm back home. Your
0: prime years, too, by the way. Like Most men would say 21 to 31. Right, right. Prime.
1: Right. And so I didn't have that time because I'm trying to be married now. Trying to be a family man. Right. So I don't have the time to go hang into the studios. Golly. If I want to get this money that I need, I'm going to have to do more than work. I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I had to make a conscious choice, man. And it's, you know what? I'm just going to walk away, you know, and just work, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was a hard decision to make. I ain't going to lie. Because I love music. I just want to record. I don't care about being famous. I just want to record. We can record any time you want, Fred. I I got microphones right here. What are you talking about, brother? Yeah, I know that. (laughs) I'm just saying, but that was my mindset back then. It was like, man, I I just want to do music. I just want to have the time and the space. I didn't have a space carved out. Right. Nothing. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on working, being a family man. Yeah. But there are times I'm like, man, I wish I had an electric drum kit. I know that's right. Put my headphones on, just zone out. You know what I'm saying? But why do yeah. you think it is
0: that drummers always attract? Right? Like, what do you think that is? Do you have you experienced that before? Like, man. I'm just starting to realize. Like, I seem to always link up with drummers. Do you think there's something to that? Got to be some common kind of energy
1: and something. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: it just seems to happen that yeah, way. There's Got
1: to be some common kind of energy, man. I don't know. It's, this I don't know. I don't know what there's it is. There's that artistic
0: thing, like that, yeah. that. That creative thing, those those uh, I don't know, those nerve endings connected in drummers' yeah. heads yeah. where it's like, you know, yep. they can make it happen somehow. Like they they just hit it off with each other. Yep. Yep. Dude, tell me about your goals. What are what what are some more do you have any more goals now? Oh, like yeah. I know I know you you got you wanted to be a family man. You've done that. Right. Have right. you set any more?
1: Oh like, yeah. I'm always setting goals, man. So right now my immediate goals are to get my family in the house situation, mm-hmm.
2: you know.
0: Um, yeah, I know you've been been talking about moving yeah, over this yeah, way. We're yeah. we're we're still speaking that in yeah, from the right. beginning of this show. Right, we talked about it, and yeah. I'm, we're gonna get towards the end of the show. I'm bringing it up again. We're speaking right. it in. Fred right. and Keisha coming to Falling that Waters. Was, that's Come that's on. some of
1: my immediate goals. Um, to become a UPS driver was a goal. I accomplished that. You know, what I'm yeah. yeah um and that was to get me home get off the brat. road yeah that was to get me home off the road and be around the family so that happened yeah and now the next step is to get us in the house situation because my girls need a yard you know what i'm saying yeah um and then um i would like to invest in a, a truck and a trailer really yeah and drive do some hot shotting on the side or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah um give this some money and just move. create some yeah some some residual you know whatever and eventually, man, I'm I'm gonna get back into my writing, man. Some form of fashion, however. Come on, I, I got to do that. I mm. really
0: want to encourage that in you because yeah. I I'm really interested to hear some of it. We got to get together another time. We will soon. I want to hear some of it. I want to see some of it. I want to see what you're wor- what you're working yeah, with, man. Man,
1: I, I I so I I started this book. Um, it was called from uh, from fell into faith, mm-hmm. right? And it's a story of my life, basically. Sure. And it's just a journey of. You know what we talked about how I started. Yeah. And then what happened up until me having yeah. my kids or whatever. Yeah. I just haven't published the book yet. The book's finished. I just haven't published it yet. Published it. Ladies yeah. and
0: gentlemen, <laughs> uh from Fell into Faith coming out, uh uh, <laughs> you know, what is it? Uh let's just say summer of twenty twenty three, all right. Yeah. I'll give you a year. Yeah. I'll give you a year, I mean, dude. Okay. Really, from really, Fell into really, Faith coming out summer of twenty twenty three from really, Fred Matthews. <laughs> keep your eyes out. Come on, somebody. Straight up,
1: man. But yeah, I, and that man, and just like I say, man, just um, just trying to hold it, you know, hold it together, bro. Yeah. Um, I, I
0: wanna, do, I, I really, I wanna read this book. Are you finished with it?
1: I, it is, I'm finished. You know, of course it needs. to be You beginning. can always go back. Yeah, and it, revise to, yeah it needs and to be edited. That, and, that, 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 yeah. yeah, it needs to be edited and yeah. whatever and uh, revived. But for the most part, the story is there, though. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? the story is there, man. And I'm just really. You like, feel I, like
0: it's complete. Like you feel like you got it, you yeah. got all the material in there. You yeah. just kind of need to refine just, it. Yeah,
1: I just need to refine it, man. And yeah. just make, actually, you know, finish it, finalize dude, it. Dude, I
0: would love to look at some like rough drafts or something like that yeah. sometime. I would really would. Yeah, I really would. You're so well spoken, dude. You're so that, you're bro. so uh, you're able to articulate things in a way uh, that's really impressive. I found in your a writer. You can you can relate like. I'll have certain thoughts on something, mm-hmm. but when I go to write it down, yeah, right. it's like how do I say that? <laughs>
1: you right, you're right.
0: How do I articulate the way I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah. Or the way I'm feeling? Like how do I put that into words? Right, Cuz right. sometimes it's really difficult to describe. Yeah. And sometimes it's like like how did I even come to that decision? How what mental processes happened? Yeah. I can't I can't yeah. i can't put it into words That's it's like it, and you're supposed to try to portray all that on, it, with words so i've got this obsession with words lately uh i think they're so absolutely important and uh sometimes invaluable and at other times i think they're so worthless
1: yeah, I have this thing about, I always say this, man. I don't like to waste my words, man. Yeah, I, I don't that. either. Because words carry power, right? They carry power. And like you say, if you just loosely using words, they yes. sometimes don't carry power. Yes. You just wasted your words. You exactly, know? Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, like I always, um, or I, I was telling some people recently, like um, just imagine like if you ever feel insulted or if, if someone says something that pisses you off, whatever, like just imagine they said it in a foreign language you wouldn't know any better. Mm -mm. If they said it in a foreign language, you wouldn't have a clue what they said and it wouldn't matter. So just imagine they said it in a foreign language. That way you can just keep on moving Mm. because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But at the same time, if I was like, you know, someone who was just in a rough spot that that day and someone says something really, really like crazy to me, you know, or, or whatever that offends me, I might pop off. I might go, who knows? Yes, sir. You know, it's just like, yes, sir uh people are so so complicated but words words are are they can be so moving and so powerful and yeah. so worthless all at the same time it's amazing it's and it, it's almost up to the interpreter sometimes right it's yeah. almost up to who you're talking to yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily always what words you use yeah. sometimes it's how that person's receiving yeah. sometimes yeah. it's how they're feeling it like yeah. there's so many things that go into it right, social right. cues and right, oh right. my gosh prejudices right. yes, yes yes personalities all preferences all that
1: my gosh all that man. I, there,
0: so much could be solved that people would just understand that it's okay for other people to have Per, different personalities yes. and different preferences. That's what makes
1: us people, man. You that's what, what makes that? us people.
0: Yeah, if real. my wife did everything I wanted her to do, I wouldn't love her near the same. You
1: wouldn't even value her the way. I you wouldn't. Do. Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. do
0: everything I want. Right. That's not what I want. Have
1: your own voice. Yes, yeah. I want a wife. Yeah. I want a person. Yeah.
0: I don't want uh yeah you know a yes sir like yeah. I don't want don't you know don't don't tell me yes sir don't don't do that I don't want that no I don't want no, none of that no, no I want no, my no. wife. To be herself, just yeah. to be a woman, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah most definitely, most definitely. Super
0: bro. important. Like I tried. We were talking about that earlier. Like I'll be the
1: first to go wild about yeah. my wife if right. something happens if to you, her.
0: If someone says anything to her, going like going crazy. I've known for it. I've. It's happened to me before. Mm-hmm. It's happened to me before, right? I've just lost it. Yeah. But I'm trying to learn that my wife is her own person, and yeah. she can stand her own ground, yeah. and and I don't take that lightly. Like she. She's legit. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? She's strong. <laughs> like, I don't underestimate that woman. I try not to, anyway. Right
1: before, right before Keisha had quit uh, UPS, right, she got into it with a certain individual. Mm-hmm. And um, me and the individual cool. You know, we all right. But he didn't know that I had come to work that night ready to beat him up. You're going to take him out? Oh, yeah. All she had to do was say go, and it was on. But she said she had it. She came home upset. We talked about it. I still had to go to work and be at work with this individual, right? Ooh. But she said she had it. I said, okay. Because otherwise, bro, he's gone. I was going to get him. I, I wasn't going to kill him. I'm just saying, I was going to. Yeah, yeah like, he was going to get it. He was going to get it. I was going to beat him up in the parking lot.
0: That's why you don't ever mess with people because yeah. you never know who you're messing with. Yeah, you don't you. never know. Like we were talking about earlier, how many punches does it take to kill somebody? One. You never know who you're messing with. Right, right, right. Like you don't know. Right. Right? You never mess with somebody, man.
2: Just leave
1: everybody alone. I don't play about my lady though, man. That's one thing I don't play about is my lady, my kids. No. Boy, look at here, boy. That's
0: something I can't, like that's the provoking that I can't back no, down from no, no, for no. some reason. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't flip it no, off for that.
1: No. 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 no
0: I can't no. flip it off for that. Mm-hmm. What are they shooting off fireworks during our podcast again? <laughs> probably,
2: probably. Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah. That's
0: the second loud explosion I've heard. <laughs> they must be. They maybe they're trying to tell us it's time to go in. We're an hour and ten minutes in. Are you good? I'm good. We're out. We're bro, another hour and ten minutes what in. What time is it? That's two thirty-five. Uh, man, I don't know. No, we're two hours and 35 minutes in. Oh, 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 okay. okay. I don't know what time it is, bro. All right. I don't know what time it
1: is. We'll keep rolling a
0: little bit. We'll keep rolling a little bit. (laughs) All right, so we've got your goals laid out. Right. Oh, dude, I wanted to ask you about some of the more recent stuff because I know you like to kind of keep up on stuff. Have you
1: heard anything
0: about this Brittany Griner
1: situation? I heard very little about that. Oh, dude.
0: Dude, the Russian authorities are holding her for another 30 days. She's been in... Russian prisons, in a Russian detention center of some sort for like six nine months. Do you know who Brittany Griner? Is? Yeah, she's one of the most yeah, famous yeah, yeah, know WNBA players. She she got caught with some hash, oh, some hash oh, oil. If I'm man. if I'm correct, in Russia. Whoa. She all just some hash oil, something man. completely legal to have where she's from, right? And I get that. It's not legal there. Okay, I get it. But nine months though, bro. Yo, a long time. they've been keeping her there for a long time. I feel like I feel like she's been in there since before Christmas.
1: That's crazy.
0: And they just keep holding her. They just keep extending her stay. Th- another thirty days. Another thirty days. Another thirty days.
1: Ain't no tell me what kind of treatment she getting Dude, what do you
0: think a Russian prison is like? Ooh, I don't. For know. a WNBA star that they kind of trying to make an example out of.
1: I don't even want to think it. My- <laughs> I don't know, bro. You know what tell, I mean? No and
0: and I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian. Yeah. And like we can I hey, we can stand up for everybody over here, but they ain't playing that in all these other countries, dude. Nah, they don't do that. They don't do that in all these nah, other they countries, don't do it, man.
2: No, that, mm-mm. No. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel
0: for that woman, dude. Yeah, I feel for that man. woman. Oh my gosh, over some hash oil. Man. Do you think uh you were in the drug game for a long time? And, and, and marijuana's legal Oregon has all the drugs Are legal in Oregon Did you know that? I didn't know that All the drugs Damn All of them
1: <laughs> What?
0: Every last one That's crazy Top to bottom
1: That's crazy bro What kind of society Are they trying to run up there?
0: I don't know that All manufacturing is legal But all consumption Perfectly legal and I'm pretty sure possession, right? I'm pretty sure that involves possession as well. I so. won't
1: be going to Oregon.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about that? You think that's a bad idea? I do. Why? Because, man. Like, You've seen so many junkies? Yeah, man.
1: Like, you know
0: what they do, right? Like,
1: addiction is real, bro. You
0: know what they do, right?
1: Yeah, man.
0: Let me ask you this, though. This is where I've gotten to it because I've been thinking about it a little bit. This is where I got to. I think if given the tr- I say. I'm I'm wrong. I'm gonna speak out both sides of my mouth. I'm gonna give you both sides of the argument. I think if people are given the choice, they might choose they're probably choose to do it, try it. Yeah, yeah. But I think it'll relieve a lot of the stigmas we have around some of the drugs we you know Mm -hmm. that are illegal, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be illegal. Right, right. Um I think there's another side of it though, where so like I think if given the choice I don't think I don't think it would be like a rush of the masses to go get all the coke right, and right, all right. the ecstasy and yeah. all the you know everything they could get their hands on I don't think it would be like a tidal wave like that no. I think given the choice people would be like all right cool put it to you this way I'd have to guess probably 80% of the adult population in America knows someone who does coke or has done coke and could get coke if they wanted it. Oh, 80% yeah. of Americans probably could, right? At least 50%. 50% yeah. is more than generous. 50% oh, yeah. of Americans could get coke now. Oh, could that? get coke right now. Yeah, right now. So if we made it illegal, how many – is? it's not going to be this tidal wave. Like I think if given the choice, people can surprise us. I, I agree uh, that. The choice of freedom. But that. there's the flip side of the argument. They did this study. I want to, oh, Let me tell you about this, dude. They did this study on lab rats, where or no, well, it was a study on lab rats, and then there was also this woman that it was. It was in. Uh, this may have been in Russia as well. She, they had her hooked up where she could like. Um, they had they had done brain surgery on her, and she could have an orgasm at will. Whoa. Like they had hooked up her nerves to where she could basically have an orgasm at will, right? Whoa. So it was just boom and they did the same with like lab rats where like they could constantly get like messed up or intoxicated. I don't remember if it was intoxication or if it was orgasms with the lab rats, but they won't stop. They just boom boom over and over and over insatiably. Like the woman who had it done, she was begging for them to remove it but wouldn't let them take it. She was like take the clicker. Take the clicker. You take the clicker. Take the clicker. Oh. <laughs> You know what I mean? I can't handle the clicker, but you can't have it. I can't handle the clicker, but you can't have it. You know, and she's just sitting there, just insatiable. You know, insatiable. You cannot satisfy a human being at the same time. So there's like both sides of the argument. Where do you do you think it's a mix of all that? How do you think that plays think so. out? Do you think, like, I I, I sit there and I think, and I'm like, all lab drugs should be illegal still. I think anything they make in a lab should still be illegal. Like if I really try to think about it, I yeah. think heroin should still be illegal because yeah. it's it's too much processing yeah. from the plant form. Right, right. Cocaine should probably still be illegal, even though I don't think it's necessarily bad for you if it's pure.
1: You're right, yeah, almost don't have no fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, like, this fentanyl stuff,
0: you got any thoughts on that, dude? It's killing a lot of people, Man. and then some people want it. Listen, I Some w- junkies want it if, in their stuff if, because if, they mess you up. If
1: I was still in the dope game, I would not want to sell Coke. I would be scared that I'm going to kill somebody. Really? You know, like, so, when I was growing up, when you sold Coke and you bought it at large quantities, you cooked it up to make sure it was straight. Mm. You know, you mm-hmm. didn't just buy it and just pass it off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so... Yeah, I man that's crazy that fentanyl stuff, man. Man. So do
0: you think I I th- I'm kind of to the point where I'm thinking let's let excuse me. Let's let natural drugs be legal for a little in in in, in some areas like yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, I think I think psilocybin mushrooms yeah. should be why, legal why, why even, they're why, just growing out of the ground? Why are we
1: even calling it a drug?
0: Why are we even calling it a drug? A why are we calling
1: marijuana a drug? It's it's a, it's a, it's an herb. We're not. <laughs> we're
0: literally doing nothing to it.
1: Right. It's an herb.
0: We're not processing any bit of it.
1: Rosemary's not. a We're
0: harvesting herb. it and just letting uh, it dry.
1: Rosemary's not a drug. No. Um. Sage. I, sage is not a drug. You. Like, come on. So yeah, I, I I agree with you one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: You ever heard about ayahuasca before? It's yeah. like like yeah. where the, yeah. you know you can go on like these shaman led journeys, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go on one so bad. People think I'm crazy for it. I like I say I want to go on one. I don't. I'm not saying I would. But it sounds so freaking crazy. It
1: does. It's just the only thing, man, is like what they really be tapping into. Like I'm one of them people that like I don't want to.
0: What are they tapping? That's what I want to know. What are they tapping into? I don't want to. Exactly.
1: I don't want to. I'm one of them folks that like I'm afraid of getting involved with like any type of spiritual like witchcraft. So you think
0: that's spiritual stuff? Like the.
1: I think it is to, to a degree. Yeah. It has to
0: be. Yeah. You know. So like. But just enjoying the like the psychedelic drug itself you wouldn't necessarily have an issue with. I don't
1: think I don't think I think psychedelics could definitely uh you know, they're trying to create psychedelic medicine basically.
0: Yes, I've yeah. been following it closely. Right, right. And so yeah. um there's a, it's doc- a huge thing.
1: There's a doctor, uh, Dr. Hodges, man. Um one of my one of my personal homies know him, right? And he mm-hmm. he he's like an advocate in Georgia, in Atlanta. He's a black doctor in Atlanta. He's an advocate for psychedelic drugs, bro. Really? Oh yeah. Dude, I I would
0: love to 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 talk to you more about that and 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 potentially get his contact information because that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a I think that's gonna be the next thing. Like, why haven't we been as a society, we're all about these um these natural remedies. Why haven't we been talking about this? Yeah. the leaders of all ancient societies were doing these psychedelics. Right. They were leaders for a reason. Right. Like, we're starting to learn that these mushrooms can, uh, that there are certain types of mushrooms and, and yeah. all kinds of things that'll regrow the nerve endings and stuff like. Regrow nerve endings. Stuff, repair nerve damage. Stuff we thought was never possible where yeah. we're, they're able to I accomplish I it think, through mushrooms.
1: I don't think any of that information is new. I, Ooh, I, think it was, I, I think it was heavily guarded.
0: Ooh, I you think ever, you're right, too, you, you because have, they were researching it all in the 70s and yeah, shut you it ha- down. You, you
1: ever heard of uh, uh, William Cooper? No. Behold the Pale Horse? The mm. Arthur of Behold the Pale Horse? Uh, no. They got rid of that dude. Who? What's his name again? William Cooper.
0: Okay. Man. Why? Like, why
1: did they get rid of him? Because the information that he put in that book was information that was gathered over a period of time, right? He he was able to become a high ranking naval officer with his clearance that allowed him to know and see things that you and I are not supposed to know and see. Right. He's he but he's a man of faith. So mm-hmm. when he started seeing these things and knowing these things, he compiled a bunch of information to let us know what we were up against, right?
2: hmm
1: When we're talking about Big Brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wiped his whole family out. But the book is still surfacing. So I just brought that up to say that like um uh, like what we talking about, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that information is heavily guarded. Heavily guarded. And like,
0: do you think there's a cure for cancer? Do you yeah, think there's course. like some bet?
1: Oh, of course, bro. Really? Of course, man. That we know about? We don't. We may not know about it. You and I? No,
0: yeah, not that you and I know about. But, but somebody knows. It, it's out. You there. think somebody knows the cure every, for cancer? Every
1: disease has a cure. I know it does. Do you think someone knows it? Somebody knows that. Cure. I think
0: there's something in the world to cure everything. Yeah. Okay.
1: Dr. Sebi, they killed him because he knew a lot of that stuff and he was trying to introduce it to normal civilization. You know who that is, Dr. Sebi? No. Man, that dude right there, he, they killed him too. Because he. Do you think it's Big Pharma? Like,
0: do you think it's the government? What do you think? I was like,
2: just who do you think? Like, if you had to, to go say that.
1: I was just about to say that. Um, he was going to collide with Big Pharma really because his treatments he was he's uh he was from Honduras i believe right mm-hmm. everything was natural from the yeah, earth sure, Yeah, from the earth bro yeah no 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 manufactured medicines everything that he prescribed to his people that mm-hmm. he it was on record that he healed like cured these diseases was from natural herbs and stuff right mm. medicines man you know big pharma wiped that dude out man
0: come on man they ain't gonna have tell us that. Have you heard of Wim Hof, the no. Ice Man, uh-uh. the guy who like he like hiked Mount Kilimanjaro in his boxers? I've heard of that. And like barefoot man, and like all kinds of, of stuff. No. You no. haven't heard of this guy? Oh my gosh, he's wild. But um, he's curing people, or people are being cured on um, just learning from him how to breathe, just learning how to breathe. Something about um, it was it was it was discovered recently that like. Cancer patients, by and large, have 35% less oxygen in their cells or something like that. Mm -hmm. So there's something to do with the amount of breathing that you're doing or the way that you're breathing. Like if you're able to take in more oxygen or or if you concentrate on breathing for just a – it doesn't even have to be a long amount of time, but if you oxygenate your blood every day – if you like, or, or, or you know, whatever. If you're, if you're consistent with it, then you're able to help bring up the oxygen levels in your cells and make them less likely to be cancerous. Wow. And this dude, like, has these breathing techniques. That's what made me think about Wim Hof, is he has these breathing techniques to... It, that help him do all these ice plunges and the dude holds like world records for swimming under sheets of ice and he's wow. a nutcase the dude's a nutcase you wow. should really look him up he's he's, he's hilarious too but um he, just from breathing wow. just from breathing that's crazy right like there's whole holistic medicine means exactly that like everything is here we're whole here on earth we are right Right. Right. we don't need anything additional right we're whole we can get by with what we have uh we have everything we could need right here all the resources uh and i'm coming around to that i'm coming around to really believing we're we're that holistic medicine is is real well, like, there's that stu- there's that natural
1: side of everything. Well, think about it like this, bro. Going back to what I was saying about the Bible. Those people back in those days, they weren't superhumans. You know what I'm saying? They weren't superhumans. They were just regular people. Regular eat- people. Eating off the land. Yeah. That God provided for them. That's right. Everything Amanda. that they needed was on the land, bro. That's right. It was. There was no big pharma, none of that. That's right. Everything was on the land. And... And, you know, the way the Bible is translated, like, some of those
0: dudes were living a long time, 900-something years, right? Some of them Enoch or something like that, right? Yeah. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that... Uh, and I wonder about that too. Like, was ca- was was time counted differently back then, or like were days counted differently?
1: I don't think so. I just think I just think that life just started dropping off. Man, the expectancy of life just started. Right. You know,
0: with the introduction of of just more and more humans, more and more right, greed, more right. and more right. sin.
1: And then think about this too. All of us know a no person that lived ninety plus years, right? Sure. All of us know yeah. somebody. Think about that one person that you knew and how they ate. Growing up. Mm. They probably picked their veggies and stuff. That's true. Eggs from chickens. That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Milk from cows or whatever. Yeah. Like, like the whole grocery store thing was yeah, it was all right. But a lot of people didn't do yeah. that. No. 30s and 20s. No, and, you there know were know what I'm like
0: if you didn't grow the fruits or veggies, there was a stand like right. at your neighbor's house so or I, down the street. I, I've right? always
1: had this theory that um like after the seventies, I feel like they started playing with our foods, man. You know what I'm saying?
0: uh that's legit yeah well
1: you know the CIA put
0: LSD in the water in San Francisco right
1: you know that that's why I don't trust them. you know that I, I've never knew known that they I, put LSD in remember. the water in
0: San Francisco look man they would go the CIA would infiltrate shh, they infiltrate they they'd sneak into strip clubs they would build they would build these two-way mirror or, you know what are they called? two-way mirrors two-way right way mirrors, yeah. right if you yeah. can only see um. And they would just uh, they would they would feed these John Doe's random dudes going in the strip club. They would feed them LSD, bring them back to the VIP room, feed them LSD, and he wouldn't have any clue. They they get the stripper to drop it in his drink or whatever, wow. and just observe him, wow. and just observe him. Be like, well, it's gonna happen this time.
1: That's crazy, bro what and then they did it to a whole population of people in San Francisco see that's that, see that always that right there goes into what I was saying um earlier and that's about what they admit to by yeah, the yeah yeah
0: that's just what they admit
1: that, to. and that's what I was saying earlier about knowing being conscious of how the government is being ran yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah they sneak a lot of stuff in on us especially my people yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> historically man it's never been great for my people no. I was talking to Kishi about this the other day. I was saying that, um, you know, the whole Kaepernick thing, the whole flag thing, and, yes. and, and the whole Pledge of Allegiance. And I was like, you know, if you really think about it, it says one nation under God, indivisible. But that's mm-hmm. not true. Mm. We are divided by race, religion, mm-hmm. politics,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Constantly divided. So, so why, why are we getting up, pledging allegiance to an inanimate object that really ain't saving nobody's life?
0: Dude. My thing, Kaepernick, when... Okay, I think we may have talked about... uh, I may have talked about this on my other podcast, but when was kneeling ever disrespectful?
1: Right. And to to add to that, the kneeling was only because of the police brutality. It had nothing to do with the flag initially or the military. That was just the spin they put on it.
0: And you can make it out that... He could have picked a different time to protest. You can say that. Yeah. Would it have garnished as much attention? All right. No. He's trying to shed light. He's trying to bring attention to police brutality. Something that no one else is really talking about, right? Like the hip-hop community in the 90s, dude. When N.W.A. was, was rapping about all that stuff back then.
1: Man, they was trying to silence them dudes, man. You know what I'm saying? Them dudes was getting real government hits. Nobody... attempts on their lives dude. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Dude. So and that's what I'm saying. So they spinning around and made it about something else. So that's 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 how the country does. Though. And we're not like, I'm talking about
0: all this. I'm not even a conspiracy nut. Like I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not a conspiracy guy. I'm
1: not really either, man. I just I just see stuff and I'm just like, uh, you know,
0: yeah, it doesn't I, look right. It
1: don't look right. And,
0: just, and nine times out of ten, like my gut feeling is pretty good. I'm not bragging. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think if if people are in touch with themselves and they're in tune with themselves, they're listening. You know we all got that Holy Spirit inside of us. Yeah. I can tell when my Holy Spirit's jumping, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I can tell when something's ain when something ain't right, well
1: the Lord said that you know he was gonna leave us with a spirit that that was gonna teach us, amen, you know? so like you say you you know you could feel it, bro, you could see it, you know, you could see it, man, yeah, like, if you just sit back and look at society right now, it is out of control, yeah, well, and like it's 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 pushing more and more like towards just. Do whatever. You got any thoughts on healing? What do you think would help heal? So I feel like just being honest. Like, in order for this country to heal as a whole, the leaders got to be honest with us. They can't just get up there and, and like, say whatever they need to say to get us to go vote. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Don't do that, bro. Don't tell me what I want to hear just to get my vote. What? Tell us the truth.
0: Tell us the truth.
1: Tell us what's going to really happen to us if we get this vaccination. I'll
0: vote for a politician (laughs) if you... Yeah, tell us (laughs) what's... Listen, I'll vote for a politician even if I don't agree with all of their policies. Right, right, right. Because I think they're being real. Right. If I think they're being real and I agree with most of their policies,
1: I'll vote for them. I hate to be like that. A lot of people are going to probably say I'm crazy but I actually got a lot of respect for Donald Trump. Do you really? You know why? He ain't fake about nothing, bro. He ain't fake about it. It is what it is is with him. He ain't fake about nothing. I know that as a black man (laughs) in this country, what I'm up against when I'm facing Donald Trump. Mm. I don't have to guess. Mm. I know two things. He probably don't like my people. That's cool. Mm. But he about his business, so he going to create a way for me to be about my business. Yeah. So during his reign... If you wasn't getting no money or you weren't trying to handle your business, you missed out on the opportunity. Cause that dude is business minded.
0: Business minded.
1: And that's all he was doing was getting his money.
0: You noticed that too, right? He, he like was, he, was was he was just getting money. He was getting he was, money. He was cutting money. Like he, yeah, cutting expenses. Yeah, he
1: was, you know, putting, you know, putting people in positions or whatever. That's like, what I saw. I saw saying? a lot of I saw yeah. a lot of money. He was one of those dudes that And like I said, I don't agree with everything he say or do. Oh, God, no. But he was put his country first. And that I agree with. Yeah. Because I got to live in this country. Yeah. Man, I listen, my heart go out to the people over there. But, man, I can't take care of you over there if I'm hurting over here. Exactly. So I respect that about him because he was more for the country. Now, he might have been doing some other underhand or whatever. I, I don't care about that. Yeah. I just know that the dude is who he is. Yeah. It ain't no fake. Airs about him, or he gonna speak his mind, even if it's ignorant, whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I he is he's very real, right? I, I don't like him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I like, don't like him. him. I,
0: I don't, don't like have him. to, but he is very. But real. I can respect him, though. He's very I can respect. Real. Yeah, re-
1: you know, being real. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, he's pretty real. He, he he was always super harsh. Yes. Uh, very brash. Yes. Very straightforward. Right. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. But you would rather I didn't ha- like I didn't I didn't like a lot about but it. But you
1: would rather have that, right? Than to have somebody up there with a smile on their face, a nice suit lying faking. Yeah, yes. lying to you. Lying to me. Constantly. I, I, I'd rather have the, the, the I'd rather have the tyrant up there. Give me yeah. the tyrant, man. Yeah. At least I Constantly. know he's a fool and he gonna go crazy.
0: Dude. <laughs> uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Kind of shift gears. Are you on social media at all? Sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah. You ever, do you do tw- do you do Twitter at all? No,
1: nah, I never do
0: Twitter. You, you know Elon just bought Twitter though, I right? Heard, you yeah. heard about that? Yeah, I heard about it. So one of the things he's he's wanting to do, and this goes back to that honesty thing and being like a a real leader, he wants to completely expose the algorithm of Twitter and like how it promotes certain people's tweets over other people's tweets and who is showing favoritism to why it's showing favoritism to those people how it all works like this whole social media giant he just bought it and he wants to expose exactly how it all works and correct it openly with the public seeing all of it
1: good luck to all you know what I'm saying? Yeah, good luck to him. Like,
0: dude, you're going to...
1: I mean, I appreciate what you're trying to do, man, but you're up against a big, Shh. big, big, you know...
0: He's He's been making some weird, apparently. I'm not on social media, but he's been making some weird things lately, like some weird posts about, like,
1: uh, you know, if I wind up dead... Because you know why? Miss you. You know why? I just, told you. I just told you about William Cooper, right?
0: They ain't having it.
1: Right. So listen, every person in our history... That came to the forefront and tried to give us any piece of truth about this country. What did they do to him?
0: Gone. Julian Assange and and then um and uh oh God Snowden. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Man.
1: I mean, because th- that's what I'm saying. Like people find out the truth and they see this ugly man, and it's like, I gotta get this out there. But you know, if you put it out there, boy, they coming for you. Yeah. They
0: coming for you now. Yeah. Dude, I did not expect this podcast to go in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> Is all that good. cool, man? It's all Are you good, good dude? I'm
1: good, bro. I'm good.
0: I feel good. Is there anything else you want to talk about, man? Uh you wanna plug anybody, shout out anybody, you wanna do anything?
1: Man, I, I would like to um I wanna plug my homie J G painting again. hmm Um, I wanna I wanna plug my homie Gabe. He got the uh Who's Next painting company? Um let me see who else. Uh, shout out to Mark Dove. He's one of my homies that making some music right now. Come on. Um, man, if I forget anybody, I'm sorry, man. No, it's good.
0: It's good. You remember more than I would have yeah. if I was put on the spot yeah, like yeah. that. Shout I wouldn't remember yeah, my brother. That's homie, like
1: about it. Shout out to the homie Seaweed, the homie Brooke, <laughs> the like homie Freddie. Yeah, man. Yeah. All yeah. good people, man. They're my, love, my loved ones, man. They're my ones that. Hi. Yeah, uh, you know I mean, that's the fam. Yeah, that's the fam right there. That's
0: what's up, man. Yeah. Fred, thank you so much. Thank I hope you, brother. we. I hope we made sense after all of it, brother. Thank yeah, you so man. much. I hope this was three hours. So I hope like people. I I jumped around. I'm sorry, guys, but I hope we painted a picture of right. a redemptive story, dude. I respect you so much. I love your wife. I love your kids. You guys have a beautiful family. Thank you, man. Thank you very I just, much. Man. I, I think the Lord has so much favor on you, and I think that's going to continue to shine through your writing and your poems, man. I really yeah. want to encourage you some more to yeah. do that. Get on that, man. Super interested to hear it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, thank so, you, brother. So, bro. I, I really you. appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you.